You're listening to the Robert Hartley Games Master Podcast. The following is audio from my interactive tabletop role-playing game series, Twitch Tales, which plays out through my Twitch channel, Robert Hartley GM. The chat act as a hive mind collective to control the actions of the main character, while all of the NPCs in the wider world is controlled by me. Enjoy. There was a dwarf ranger named Apis Hive, who cared for all woodland creatures alive. With Melifera, the Empress Bee by their side, they travelled the land both far and wide, through forest plains and river ford in search of a murderous goblin horde. They followed the tracks, and as day turned to night, the goblin horde's camp came into their sight. A trap the two set, a guard's leg was caught true, though little they learned, as little common it knew. Two guards were there, the second one sees Melifera's distraction high above the trees. So into the camp crept Apis Hive, a third goblin there did not survive. Back to the shadows the young dwarf crept, while in their tents the goblins slept. Alas, alert, a wolf does see, and howl for deceased goblin body. Dwarf retreats and wolf does track, while Empress Mel comes under attack. Away she flies in swift retreat, and goblin runs on swift small feet, to heed the lupine's warning call that echoed far and was heard by all. A second wolf and more goblins appear, and an attacker, they realise, must still be quite near. Well, wolf neared dwarf, the dwarf threw their pack, and distracted the lupine away from their track. Then offered it food and soft kindness too, an experience with which the wolf was quite new. A swarm melded call, from tree and from land, to attack the large goblin who was giving command. Round the tree came a goblin and the dwarf he did spy, when suddenly Mel dropped out of the sky, providing distraction for Apis to shoot, and with one single arrow dispatched the loud brute. Leader Goblin does swap, putting Minion in place, to take the swarm's stingers all over his face. Wolf number two did charge and attack, and threw dear Apis upon to their back. With a wolf at their throat and the leader quite near, it seemed that their end was suddenly here. But lo, from the sky, Mel dropped like a boulder, and plunged her stinger right into Goblin Boss' shoulder. The swarm killed the Minion and came to help too. It was beginning to seem that they might just pull through. Then to their surprise, Wolf 2's next attack was halted by Wolf number 1 on his back. And with shoulder so weak that his next attacks fail, the goblin leader decided it was high time to bail. But from Millifera, one can't simply retreat, and the goblin's attempt did then seal his defeat. And so Mel was upon him, and with one brutal swing, she impaled that goblin through the chest with her sting. As the goblin slumped dead to the dark forest floor, the wolves paid attention to the others once more. After sniffing the goblin and giving it a nudge, the wolves tore his throat out, bearing teeth and a grudge. Whether the wolves are now allies, well, who can say? That, my friends, is a tale for another day. Thank you very much for that poem, uh, Sparrow Flyaway. Can't imagine how uh, how much time you spent on that, but it was very cool. It uh, pretty much sums up exactly what happened during that last fight. So you're all up to date now, and with that, we can move over to the Twitch Tales screen. So here we are. Thank you for that, Sparrow. Um, uh, we are at a we're at a position where Apis has to make a decision on what to do next. So for anyone who's new to this, uh, I'll just give you a quick quick rundown of what we're looking at. Thirteen in the uh, in the little shield shape shows that you're you have a thirteen armor class, meaning that in order to hit you, the goblins or any other enemy has to hit, has to roll a dice, add their modifier, and get a thirteen or more. 13 hit points. Actually, that should be less. How much damage did we take in that last fight? Um, I don't think I drew... I, I, oh, damn it. I forgot to write it down. We shouldn't be on full hit points because I'm pretty sure somebody struck us, didn't they? 
somebody managed to get an attack in. Twitch tails. Was it eight damage? Thank you, Marie. I shall take your word for it because you are very good with your write-ups as well. If if you need any more detail to, to the write-up and what happened, you can always go onto my Discord and into the Twitch tales section, um, which is all about this, this stream. Uh, and Marie um, every week so far has has done a very detailed, very uh, well written write up on the on the story of what has happened. Uh, stats, Apis Hive health, there it is, and turn that into an uh, a five. I did have five in mind. I thought we'd taken five damage, but it makes sense that it was five left, not five damage. So we have five hit points left. So we came out of that battle alive, but uh, not great, not not looking great. We are showing signs of being bloodied. So we have five hit, five hit points left. Um, we've got uh, a plus one to our strength saving throws um, and proficiency. We've got a, a plus two to our dexterity, a plus two to our constitution, a plus three, uh, plus two, and plus one to our intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. Uh, so that's our strength checks. Sorry, that's our strength modifier. So if we had a, if we had to do a strength saving throw, it would be a plus three because we had to add add two to it. Don't worry about it. I, I remember it. You don't need to. Um, down here, you can see that we are trained in animal handling, athletics, perception, stealth, and survival. So those are the things that we are particularly good at. We also know how to use brewers tools and panpipes, so we can brew something on our downtime. Uh, we can distill water. If we come across dirty water, one of the things you can do with brewer's tools is distill it so that it's drinking drinking water. Uh, and panpipes. Obviously, we can play the panpipes. We know how to speak common and dwarvish and draconic. We also know how to speak sylvan, which is sort of the language of the fey creatures. And animals are more, 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 um, more, more likely to be able to understand it. For features, we have dark vision, poison resistance. We, we have a um, double proficiency in, in anything relating to stonework because of us being a dwarf. And we are an Outlander Ranger with our favoured terrain as the forest and favoured enemy as dragons. And that's pretty much all you need to know. I suppose you should also need know that this lucky lucky horseshoe you can see here gives us a one re-roll per day. So let me pop over to where we left off on the D&D battle map. Let's see if it comes up. Roll 20. There it is. All right. Let me... There we go. Oh, oops. Speed test. There we go. Boop, boop. That's the wrong one. Where's my roll 20 gone? There it is. So this is what you can see. You were over here, look. Apis is this one here. Uh, Mel is this one here. And uh, her swarm of bees that she summoned is here. And the two wolves that were tearing out the goblin boss's throat is here. Another dead goblin up here, around the back of this massive tent. Another dead goblin on this one here. And another dead goblin up here on this one here. Um, and I think that might be all of Oh, and then one of them that's not dead, that's been tied to a tree down here. And this one has... This one's been trapped. Trapped with a, a hunter's trap and then tied to a tree and gagged. And possibly has bled out by now. So you, you might have to go and check them to see if they're still there. There you go. That's what we're that's what we're up at the moment. Um, we are going to be leveling up today. 
but we don't just do that randomly in the middle of a fight or in the, in the middle of the day right after a fight. We'll, we'll level up next time we have a sleep. We took the hunter's trap back. Yeah, that's right. All right, so um, that's the situation we find ourselves in. Apis finds these two wolves uh, tearing apart the, the goblin boss uh, and Mel looking worse for wares. You're, you're, uh, you're all considered bloody, you and your bee friends. Um, and after about 20 seconds of just kind of looking around um, and, and getting your breath and <laughs> realizing that you came pretty close to death there, but you managed to survive and there's no other sounds in the forest, uh, no other sounds coming from the camp other than the crackling of a fire. Eventually, after like 20 seconds or so, the, um, the, uh, the swarm dissipates back into, its, back into the nearby trees and into the bushes. Uh, that is a once per day ability that Mel has used. So, uh, have a think what it is that you might want to do, because now you are going to get the chance to tell me what it is that Apis does next. So how this works for anyone new to the channel is that uh, I will give you a I will give you a keyword in a second, and you will uh, type that keyword into the chat if you want to be in the in with a chance to win. And then I draw one of you at random, and you you tell you're the person who gets to tell me what Apis does. So the key keyword will be let's say the keyword is going to be. Um, um, exclamation mark camp C-A-M-P alright so exclamation mark camp in the chat if you want to be within be in with the choice to um, to decide what is what is Apis going to do first dragon love water welcome to the chat you get the first chance to make the decision what do you want to do dragon love water you have to um, you have to message message me something in the chat right now so that I know you've actually seen the message, and so I know that I'm waiting for you and not gonna draw I'm not gonna um, draw it for somebody else. Sweet, you're here, cool. So a part of Apis's brain says, uh, talk to the wolves in Sylvan, tell them that we don't mean them any harm, and explain that we've taken on the task of stopping the goblins from attacking the town, and ask if they'd like to help. But will Apis go with that or not? Who knows. Is the goblin leader still alive? No, the goblin leader is definitively dead. Um, he got he got stung in the back pretty heftily by a massive um, uh, bee sting from Mel, and then as he fell forwards and into paralysis and uh, probably death, the two wolves that he had been um, mistreating, it seemed, for the for their entirety entirety of their life, um, <laughs> tore him apart. So they've torn his throat right out and they've killed him. The goblin is the goblin is half half digested at this point. <laughs> we definitely want to keep befriending the wolves. All right. If the if the leader wasn't dead before, the wolves tearing his face off would probably do it. Yep. All right. So Dragon Love Water says we definitely want to keep befriending the wolves. So Apis at this point um, knows enough about animal handling to uh, to to not approach. Uh, two angry wolves as they're eating a meal. And so they think, all right, well, the best thing to do right now is to just let them eat, uh, let them get out their frustration and their hunger uh, on this this thing. And then eventually when, when we feel that, when we feel it's it's a, an appropriate time, we'll walk over and um, and sort of introdu introduce ourselves in, as best we can in, in the Sylvan tongue. 
and hope that they uh, hope that they reciprocate. We know that one of them, we know that one of them um, was uh, was somewhat coming around to us in that last fight. They we were we were nice to them and gave them a bit of beef jerky, and said like and you know like treated them fine and didn't attack them and stuff. And they were like, hmm, not used to this kind of this this kindness. Um, and they helped us in that in that last fight. Helped us fend off the other wolf that we hadn't befriended yet. And so we know that there's they could reciprocate. So we give them a few moment, moments and then eventually one of them uh, steps away and starts to sort of wander over to you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll a, an animal handling check. Can we have a zoomed out, please? I mean, how far zoomed out do we want to be? There's only so much that apis can see from where they are, but that's, that's the idea. I'll give you an idea of the stuff that you do know. You do know that this is all the camp. This is the goblin camp that you went around from before. This is the one that you snapped the neck of. Uh, and this one was stung to death by by um, Mel's summoned bees. This one you shot with an arrow, and this one was killed by a bee and stung by uh, eaten by wolves. So there's your zoomed out um, shot. This wolf starts to come over. We're gonna we're gonna roll a. We're going to uh, do a skill animal handling, and we'll see. Animal handling, we got a six. We got a two plus four. That's only a six. So we've already used our inspiration, but we do have an, a, a lucky horseshoe that we can use once per day to re-roll if we want to. So the poll, the poll to put into the chat now, if you give me one second to open it up, is should we use it right now or not? Um, that is conclusively a yes. So I will I will go into my um, where is it? Which one of these is it? Apis Hive, Inspiration, Lucky Horseshoe. There it is. Turn that off. So we have used our Lucky Horseshoe in order to re-roll our animal handling check right now. Skill, Anim. Fingers crossed. <laughs> we got we got two more than we did before. <laughs> So, I mean, it, you know, technically it was worth it because technically it's slightly better than it was before. Um, so this one starts to wander over uh, and it's got blood dripping from its mouth and uh, some goblin flesh hanging from its teeth. It looks at you for a second and you start to walk forwards with your hand out. <laughs> it bears its teeth and you realise this was the one that was slightly more aggressive towards you in the first place, the one that came over last but coincidentally was the first to jump in and start eating the goblin. It's not attacking you, but it's just staring. You hear a loud buzzing behind you as um, as uh, Mel starts to zzzz and lands on a bush next to you, kind of in a protective kind of way. Uh, I, I think he... Um... I think he's not interested in 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 what we have to offer. Uh, you speak you speak you speak in Sylvan and say, oh, "Listen, I um, I'm not here to hurt you. I'm I'm just I'm just here to to see what was going on with the goblins and and like why they were here and why they were stealing pe stealing things and kidnapping people and 
I, I mean you no harm at all. I've got nothing against you. As soon as you start speaking to it in Sylvan, the ears sort of flick forwards. It seems to be understanding the meaning of your words, even if it can't respond. It turns, it turns its head and walks back to the, um, walks back to the other one. And this one uh, picks its head out from the the corpse. And then it looks over and starts to walk over to you. This one, I'm going to get an animal handling check with uh, every an animal handling animal handling check, but with advantage because this one you've already started working on. Uh, so that's seven. So we've got a six, seven, and an eight now so far. Thankfully, we we add advantage on this one. Fourteen. All right. So with advantage, this one um, this one feels a little more comfortable with you. And it it comes over and it takes a seat in front of you and looks up at you. It's still in a it's still f not right next to you. It's not like come up to you to n nuzzle you or anything like that. It's just kind of sitting there watching, but it's showing you that it's it's not an ag aggressive stance anymore. Whereas this one has kind of ignored it and gone around this one. Um, you speak to this one and say, hey, um, I don't know what he did for you, but uh, I don't know what he did to you, but I'm not here to, to hurt you. I'm not here to, to force you to do anything you don't want to do. Um, if you want to stick around, I'm, uh, I'm happy to help you out. I can, I can, I can help you find food and I can help make sure you don't go hungry. Um, but I think we're, I think you might, you might be free from whatever he was doing to you now. And the wolf kind of just cocks its head as if it's listening. So you've, you've half succeeded. It seems like you, you maybe have, um, a very tenuous sort of ally in this one. Um, and a, a not so interested ally over in this one kind of thing, so, but at least neither of them are attacking you. Um, so after befriending the wolves, what is it that we're going to do now? Eight, dang it. Advantage. We have rations. We do have a few rations. Yeah, we could feed it. We could feed them rations, but I don't think the food is the issue right now, given that the, uh, they have goblin flesh to eat. Just need to be careful and not piss them off. Yeah, pretty close. Pretty, pretty on the edge at the moment, on the fence. If we do something wrong, we might piss them off, might turn them against us. If we continue being nice to them, it might it might turn them into more allies than um, f friends. I don't know, more allies than, uh, than acquaintances. All right, so uh, we've got a few different things that we could do right now, now that we've tried that. Uh, so we're gonna cancel that. We're gonna put in a different keyword. We're going to we're going to say that the the keyword now is exclamation mark wolf w o l f exclamation mark wolf if you want to be in with the chance of deciding what apis does now now that we've tried befriending the wolves and seen how that's gone exclamation mark wolf if you want to decide what to do there's a few things we could do we could try and we could try and tend to our wounds ours and mel's we could try and do some sort of thing to to deal with that um we could uh we could go and uh, check on the goblin that we tied up we could loot the camp 
We could have a rest. We could, I don't know, a whole bunch of things. Uh, the, the choice is completely limitless. We could go back to the village and tell them that the goblins are dealt with. We could attack the wolves when they least expect it. I don't know, whatever you want. For anyone who doesn't know, uh, you can always visit Apis's full uh, character sheet, including their, um, their, their personality traits, how they act, gives you some sort of idea of how, how um, Apis normally acts in any sort of situation. You can, you can see that over at D&D Beyond. I'm sure there's a link to it somewhere. In fact, I think you, you'd be able to click on that extension on the screen somewhere, and that should take you to their, their um, character sheet. We don't have anything to heal with Marie, but we might. I might allow um, a medicine check to heal a, a hit point or two if we succeed, or maybe a, just a short rest so that you can uh, roll a hit dice. I want to keep your friend in the wolves, but I don't know how to continue that. At this stage, Sparrow, there's nothing else we can do right now. There's nothing that we have tried. We've tried our best. We failed with one wolf entirely, and we barely succeeded with the other wolf. So we're we're, we're right on the edge. If we try, if we keep pushing it, um, there's a good chance that we would um, turn them on us. So that avenue has been explored to its conclusion at this stage. It's like in a video game. If you just keep talking to the same NPC you're just going to keep getting the same like you start up start up uh, a conversation with an NPC and the only option they give you is the the quit dialogue option it's kind of that situation at the moment all right um so you've all had chance three two one Mr. Ganjermain Mr. Ganjermain you are the one in with the chance Make sure you make, uh, write something or put an emote or something in the chat right now just so I know that you're still here so that I don't have to draw again. Mr. Genjamin's here. Awesome. All right. I'll give you a few minutes to uh, to type out what it is, whatever it is that you want to do now. You've got limitless options for you. Are they dealt with? There's a group on patrol. They will come back at some point. That is a good point. So part of your part of your brain, Apis, uh, tells you, reminds you that a couple of hours ago you saw a group patrolling, um, and they will come back at some point. My web dropped for a second. Uh, Mr. Ganjamain is making this decision right now. That patrol might return. That's true. You did see a, a group of four goblins that did not uh, that you'd not dealt with yet. would need something to change the situation in order to further interact with the wolves, correct? Yeah, you need something to something to change elsewhere. Loot the camp and the goblin leader and check on the hostage. Awesome, all right. So, loot the camp and the goblin leader and then check on the hostage. So Apis decides, we'll leave these wolves for now. Um, you say to this wolf who's kind of sitting watching you, um, I, listen, I'm, I'm going to just... Check out the tents to see if there's any anyone else still here, uh, any other wolves, and um, and check that there's anything useful or anything that I, I need to that I could use. Uh, you come in, Mel, and Mel says, "Yeah, yes, I think I'll come with you." Seeing the the bared teeth of the other wolf, and so she buzzes over. You walk over towards the crackling firelight, and you can see this uh, horribly welted, um, bleeding from a thousand different. Uh, pinpricks all over the body. This this goblin that slumped over dead on top of um, the, a tree stump by the fire. And you 
head into this tent here. This tent being the one that the goblin lord, the goblin boss, came out of in the first place. So I'm doing it in the in the order that you wrote it, Mr. Genjamain. Looting the camp, and then looting the leader, and then checking on the hostage. So we are, so we pop into this. Um, we pop into this tent. What you see first is that there is a very large double bed that is set up at one end. Um, it's large. It's it's large enough to be a human-sized double bed. Um, and then in this corner over here is a. Let me so. In this corner over here is like a, a soft, um, it seems like a bear fur, a bear skin rug. rug. Um, and you can tell from the smell of it um, that this is where his personal wolf lied, uh, used to lay. Um, over in this corner, there's like a chest of drawers. And over in this corner, there's like a, a full length standing mirror. And then finally, in this corner, there is a, um, a, a, a cloak stand. Um, on which you could hang a cloak or a hat or uh, armor of some kind. It's just a cloak stand. Um, it, it doesn't have... Wait, let me see. He was in bed, so he didn't have chance to look at, to put his armor on yet. So yes, in this in this corner is uh, a set of goblin leather armor. Um. So, what do we what do we go to first? Doesn't require um doesn't require a, a poll. Just in the chat, which of those things does everybody want to to look at first? in this tent in this tent everything might have value yeah but as Sparrow says everything has weight as well don't want to be encumbered all right lazy t lazy's the first one in saying bed so you walk over towards the bed uh you can see from the sheets um in fact let me make an inspection uh, an investigation check and see how how much you can tell skill investigation uh we got an 18 to investigate so I'll allow that to to uh, stand for this entire tent. We get an 18 intelli uh, intelligence investigation check, and um, in doing so, you can tell that the bed is still uh, somewhat warm in the in the center of it, like right in the center, um, but only about the the upper two thirds of it. So even though it's a human sized bed, this goblin wasn't taking up all of it, and apparently he was sleeping alone. Uh, there was no one else in here with him. So the bed is mostly cold, except for like a small patch in the center that's warm. And the sheets are um, the sheets are soiled in the sense of like they've been slept in for a long while and probably never washed, but not soiled in like a, he's not shit the bed or anything. He's, he's just like, a, it's just a, a normal wear and tear uh, usage kind of smell to it. it. Smells kind of like a goblin's tent. A goblin has been sleeping in this tent. Um, you sort of flick back the sheets and there's nothing in the bed uh, you look under the bed there's nothing under it uh, nothing of any worth um so next you head over to this uh, this 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 stand here uh, in the corner and you can see that there is goblin armor on it you take it off of the stand and it's decent it's probably the best armor that, that, that there is out of anyone in the camp it doesn't have any major patches or or stitching that's being frayed so you could probably sell it if you wanted to, but it does weigh a decent amount because it's still um, it's still armor. It's still armor enough for a um, a four foot four foot creature. Uh, next, you walk over back over to this way and you check out the um, the dog rug. You can see that there's a couple of animal bones that are around it, like a big thick thick sort of thigh bones of uh, certain big beasts. Um, definitely where the uh, wolf used to sleep, um, and. And there's a few few spots of blood, maybe from where the, the animal was beaten and then lay down. Um, but otherwise, it's just an animal skin. 
Uh, finally, you walk over to the uh, chest of drawers over here. And with an 18, let's see. Where is it? Where did I write that stuff? Twitch Tales story, there it is. Um, you find a you find a, a chest of drawers, um, one of which has some goblin clothes in it, simple clothes. You kind of just thumb through them, nothing of any interest really. Maybe you could sell them, but they're just simple, uh, simple, somewhat tatty clothes. Um, the next one down, you see a bag of gold sitting in the corner. Um, you take that. I'll tell you how much you find in a minute, uh, or a bag of coins, I should say. Uh, you also find a um, a cloak that is all uh, folded up, a really nice looking cloak, um, much less goblin smelling. Um, uh, it seems to be quite uh, well made. Uh, the next draw down, you find a you find a bunch of just junk, useless kind useless kind of uh, junk and tidbits and knickknacks, kind of that drawer that everybody has in the spare room of their house where you just throw everything. You've still got like an old Nokia charger and stuff like that. Like it's one of those kinds of drawers where there's just there's just bits of everything. Um, but while you're investigating the just just rummaging through the, some of the stuff in here, you see uh, a key that takes your eye um, that looks to be some somewhat of a um, uh, it seems to be very well made. And so you think, oh, maybe that would open something else around the camp. So you you, you pocket that as well. Um, and then you find a, a small vial in that same drawer of some sort of um, some sort of liquid. Uh, you're not sure what it is, but you you think any vial full of liquid is probably worth something. So you you pocket that one as well. And then that's anything that catches your eye in that tent with an 18 investigation check. So you head head on back out again. Uh, you walk over to this guy. Let me just pull over the next, the other page so that I can still see my chat. There we go. Uh, cloak sins. It sounds like a good idea. Cloak. Take the cloak. Take the cloak. A couple of people are saying take the cloak. So you um, before you leave, you uh, take that well-made cloak and you you pocket that one as well. Uh, then you head outside. You check out this this goblin's body. He was one of the guys on duty, so he is well dressed and he is using his his leather armor. Um, and it's and it's largely stung stung to pieces effectively there's lots of um there's lots of dead bees stuck into his armor and like squished against him where he was swatting them and trying to get away um but he doesn't have any money on him he doesn't have any um anything worth anything other than perhaps his armor if you could find a leather worker that would be willing to work with it and uh, maybe his weapons he had a scimitar i believe he also had a short bow and a couple of arrows uh we can say that you take a couple of arrows. How many arrows have we got now? How many arrows have I said? How many arrows? I think I wrote it down somewhere. Um, I wrote it on the DMD Beyond, didn't I? Yeah. So we'll say we take... I'll just write a physical note of it and then I'll update the DMD Beyond later. So what did we take from there? We took a bag of gold. I'll explain how much gold in a second. We took a cloak. We took a, a vial of something. And we took a key. And then now we've taken another three arrows. Three arrows from this guy. Toss them on the fire. We could do. Um, and then we head over this way. Oops, not with the dead guy. We head over this way. And we start at the top systematically. Firstly, we check this guy. The guy that was um, that came out of its tent kind of groggy. And uh, he's not wearing armor. He's, not, he's, uh, he's wearing what seems to pass as uh, a goblin onesie. A goblin um, sort of nightgown with a... With a 
an evacuation hatch in the back. Um, and he has a, a very twisted neck from where you snapped his neck and dropped him unceremoniously outside of this tent. You see that he's not really got anything worth anything on him. Uh, you pop your head into this tent and you see that it's got... Um, it's. Let me remind myself which one was this one. The wolves are in that one. This one has the... That one's two wolves as well. Yeah, this one has two uh, two metal cages in it, both standing empty. <laughs> a stitch goblin in a onesie. You monster. I'm not the monster. You're the other one who snapped his neck. Hey, Joe. Not you specifically, but you as in the person that you guys are collectively following. Um, there are two, uh, two metal cages in here, both standing open and empty, uh, seemingly large enough to hold wolves. You kick this dead goblin unceremoniously to the side and pop your head into this one. It's got a couple of, uh, it's got a single bedroll uh, laid out there um, and uh, a small chest for personal belongings of a goblin. Uh, you quickly look at the, through the bedroll, nothing. You open the chest of belongings and there's just like trinkets and doodads, nothing, in, nothing that seems to catch your eye as uh, worth anything. Nothing that could come in useful as a fight. Can we investigate the vial to see if we can identify it? Maybe we're still doing the um, we're still doing the uh, the first thing, the looting stage of it at the moment. In this tent, you find the same thing. Um, another another uh, mook tent, effectively, just for a goblin uh, with bedroll and uh, belongings crate, and nothing's re nothing of worth is in the belongings. Uh, one by one, you check out all of these tents. All of these smaller tents seem to be for mooks that seem to be, uh, uh, they each have a bedroll and a belongings crate. Uh, between them, you find a bit of gold here and there, a bit of silver. Um, and that's why I haven't told you how much gold you found yet. I'm going to see how much you get overall and we'll just roll for it all at once. Uh, then you check out this tent here and you find that it's got another two, um, sorry, not this one. This one's got another two uh, metal crates in it for wolves. And this one seems to be a food storage tent, which seems to have a couple of shelves and some just dry food. It's got like things that they've salvaged and things that they have um, uh, jerky, jerkified. Yeah, mooks are, mooks are the, the underlings, the minions, the small goblins that aren't the bosses or commanders. This one seems to be a food tent, so you might be able to put together some rations if you want it. Um, but that's up to you. It's adding to add, adding to the weight of what you've got to carry if you wanted to take that. At this point, you've been searching for about twenty minutes or so. Um, who is the who was the one to decide that? It was Mr. Ganjamain. So, Mr. Ganjamain, um, how long would you be willing to search these tents for? Because you realise that it's taken you a good, actually, I'd say, I'd say maybe half an hour at this point. It's taken you a good half an hour to sort of search all of these tents for all of their belongings. Um, and you're about halfway through because you've got all of these tents to search as well. And you haven't checked out the master dude or the tied up dude. How long are you willing to, to loot for? Are we going to continue looting? You haven't checked out the two, the two medium sized tents or the other big tent yet. Mmm, jerky. Replenishing your rations, perhaps, yep. Yeah. Jerkified. How late is it getting? It's it's late into the night now. It's maybe uh, 10 or 11 p.m. or the equivalent. 
not much more time, just the big tents. All right, so we ignore the... Um, we need to be on the alert as we go for no surprises. We can always dash away. All right. So you pop into this tent. Uh, you notice that this is... Instantly, you notice that it's slightly nicer. It's it's the middle ground between the mook tent and the boss tent. And this is seemingly laid out with um, enough room for two goblins, um, but in a single larger bedroll, effectively. So it's got a larger bedroll. It's got a mirror in the corner. Um, and it's got a, a chest of drawers. It's basically a small version of this one, but without the wolf uh, the wolf skin, um, and with a crappier mirror and a um, and a small a much smaller chest of drawers. So I'll just I'll just sort of uh, get to the point by making one last uh, investigation check to see what else you find. Skill invest. Nope, not at skill. Exclamation mark skill. Investigation, uh, 14. So over the next 20 minutes or so, um, you, you check this tent, you check this tent, and you check this tent. And between them, you find a bunch more gold. Uh, you don't find anything else that looks like magical items. Uh, you do find a nice set of boots in uh, this tent here. Um, and this one seems that the, the let's see, investigation, 14. Yeah, I'd say 14 is enough to, to notice that this tent doesn't seem to have been used, not recently. Um, the stuff in the chest of drawers is almost completely gone. It's There's a few things in there, but it's it's almost entirely empty. Uh, whereas this one seems to have been used much more recently, uh, and the boots are still in it. And then finally, you wander into this big tent, and you see a quite a different sight. You see that there are there is a large uh, bed of straw in here, just like a la a huge pile of very dirty straw that's, that smells. Um, but it seems like it's been indented and pushed pushed in certain ways that there is like a very distinct sleeping uh, patch in this big, big pile of straw. Um, and it would be something much larger than uh, the wolves that you've seen if it was indeed um, being used to sleep on. Where is Mel? Mel would be keeping up with you. Bzzz. Aside from the big pile of straw, there's very little else in here. There's there's nothing. There's no there's no crate for personal belongings. Um, there's just a uh, seemingly like a what looks to be a big iron bucket over by this door. Kind of a cross between a bucket and a trough over by over in this corner here. Um, and that's about it. So I'm going to need a perception check right now. So skill perception, uh, 12. All right. And then let me roll something here. I need to get up that thing. That was, uh, um, well, let me say that was a 1 in 400 chance. All right. So you find all of this stuff. How much gold did you find? You found um, 1d20 plus 26 gold pieces. So I'm going to roll 1d20. Roll 1d20 plus 26. So totally, you found this much gold. You're old. Uh, only a three, unfortunately. So you found 29 gold pieces. 29 GP. 
how many silver? You found 1d20 plus 14 silver pieces. Uh, 1d20 plus 14. So this is how many silver pieces you found. Oops, I, no, I forgot the roll. Oops. Roll 1d20 plus 14. 29 again. 15 that time. So you got 29 silver pieces. And how many go how many copper? Uh, 3d20 copper pieces. Roll 3d20 copper pieces. There you go. 25. And 25 copper pieces. It was almost it's almost 29 again. That would have been good. Alright, so we've got a bunch of gold on us. And we've taken about an hour to find it all. And as you're heading out of this tent, uh, you are greeted by... Uh, doo -doo -doo -doo. You are greeted by the sound of a returning wolf, uh, wolf um, bound up with a saddle and riding atop of, uh, sorry, a goblin riding atop of a wolf bound up in a saddle, because you've been you've been searching for an hour and they have finished their short rest and returned to the camp, and you and unfortunately their their perception their stealth checks that they were rolling, I rolled a natural twenty twice, and I was rolling with disadvantage because they weren't specifically trying to be stealthy from anyone. So I got a nat 20 and I rolled with disadvantage and got a nat 20 again. And so your perce your perception check did not beat theirs. And so they, their stealth check rather. And so they unfortunately got the drop on you. Thankfully for you, they did not expect that they're coming back to a goblin comp that, camp that's been entirely looted um, and their goblin leader dead. And so they didn't, they don't know what's about to happen. So you're, you're both, ne neither one of you's got the surprise round. But you come out of the tent with a large bee and you can see them coming through the trees towards you. And just as you realize, oh, maybe I took a little bit longer than I should have to loot this place. That's when one of them sees you and you lock eyes and they go, Briak! And they start shouting at you. And I need to roll initiative. So, initiative. We got an 11. Initiative for Mel, she actually has the same initiative bonus, so I can just use the same thing. Also got an 11, so you and Mel are going basically at the same time. And then the goblins. Let's have a look at the goblins. And this is what you get for uh, looting for an hour. You get a bunch of loot, you find a whole bunch of money, which is good. It is always good to have loot and, excuse me, loot and money. But at the, at the expense of getting attacked their initiative is <laughs> thankfully for you they got a natural one so they get a three on initiative so you're gonna go oh that was the main goblins then it's the goblin commander who is on the wolf goblin commander got a seven plus two so he's still going after you okay good all right so initiative wise we have apis and mel going the same time and then goblins and goblin boss in that order, effectively. There we go. He's not a he's not a boss per se. He's like a middleman. He's 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 a goblin commander.
Uh, we do get forest bonus for that perception check. Thank you, Banana Champion, for the reminder. It just adds it adds two to the perception check, so we would have got a fourteen instead. Still, wouldn't have beaten their natural twenty perception uh, stealth. We could just busk for money. <laughs> yeah, run to the wolves. Ask them to help. Could be. Could be. All right, so we are in first round of a combat situation. Uh, we are starting the combat with five hit points, and our B companion has uh, nine hit points. Is that right? All right, so she is on four hit points. There you go. So she's on four, we're on five, um, and we're starting a combat with four healthy wolves and a wolf. Uh, four healthy, healthy goblins and a wolf. So what do we do uh, for the first round of combat? If you want to be in with a chance to decide what Apis should do in this dire situation, type exclamation mark first into the chat. Exclamation mark first. F-I-R-S-T. Question is, where are the other wolves? So after an hour of after an hour of uh, of us looting, what would the other wolves have done? In fact, I might have I might roll to see what the other wolves would have done. Okie dokie, so we're in this dire straight situation. I think you've all had enough time to enter now. So let's draw it. Three, two, one, roll it. Ajo. Ajo, what do we do? Be the voice of reason. First step, make sure none of them are wearing onesies. <laughs> These ones are not. These ones were out on patrol and so they are uh, they are armored up. They have got their weapons ready and they have looted a bunch of stuff on their, on their patrol and they're returning with it. And Ajo is currently deciding what to do. And Mel is going on the same turn as us. Mel has also used her once a day ability um, to summon a swarm of uh, Avengers, Mel's militia. What is the distance to the goblin? Great question. Let me tell you right now. It is, no snapping, it is from us to them, 41 meters, 39 uh, feet rather, and 39 feet. So 40 feet-ish to all of them. We, we've used our inspiration and we've used horseshoe um, we are, we're starting in a really bad position, yes. It went from 20 minutes of looting to an hour real fast. It was, it was 20 minutes to get around the first few tents. It was 20 minutes when I said we were up here. I said, you spend 20 minutes going through around these tents. And then we, uh, and then I said, it's half an hour to get around the rest of these ones. So when I said, you got, you went through the wolf and the food and everything. And then you spent another half hour-ish through going through these tents. All right, Ajo says we're going to leg it in the direction of the leader who is dead in the hope that, that that distracts them and possibly passes the wolves who can kind of shout help at, hopefully, as we pass. All right, a.k.a. dash, yeah. And what happens to Mel's militia? It thinned out, it's dispersed. It, it lasts for one minute, uh, so they dispersed back into where from whence they came. Ajo says we are going to dash, and so we are going to dash. So Apis's movement is 30, 30 total. Uh, and so with a dash as an action, we can get 60 feet away. So we run to the edge of this tent. We shout, run to Mel. Run! <laughs> and we leg it up up here in the in the most direct route possible. And with 60 feet, we can get to there. Uh, Mel takes to the skies. She's got 50 feet, so she uses about 10 feet to go upwards. And then she's got about 40 feet, and she can move directly. So she's got that much movement with her speed. And then she can dash as a bone, uh, as an action. So she's going to uh, head this way. Uh, 50 feet. There you go. Towards the... All right. Apis, you get to here. You see that the wolves are over this direction looking at this body, um, sniffing around it and kind of just pacing. It seems that they have chosen to stick around for that hour or so. Um, 
I rolled to see if they had left entirely or if they'd stuck around, and both of them have stuck around. Um, and then I rolled to see where in the camp they were, and they're up by this tent over here. So they are about... They're about 60 feet from you. These guys behind you are already alerted to your presence, so you don't really feel the need to be stealthy anymore. And so you just yell out at them. I'll allow it as a bonus action. Um, what, are, what are we yelling, Aja? What are we saying to try and help us? You just shout help. If we can outrun them, it's just some of them might get a shot at us with their bows. They certainly might, yes. Uh, I was hoping they would have followed us to keep an eye on us. Nope, they weren't They weren't close enough friends to us at that point, Sparrow. Everything I described was them being uh, right on the fence of even uh, even uh, acquaintances. They, they were indifferent to us, effectively. We just got to get ourselves a hack house so we don't need, don't need to loot. Absolutely. Get ourselves something that you can sell for 20,000 gold. All right, so as we run, we shout in, in Sylvan, help us, please! Um, and I'm going to make a... I'm going to make... Talking is kind of a free action, yeah, but if you're trying to persuade something to do something, then it's usually like you're, you're using your action to actually try and persuade them. Just shouting something like help, please, is, is a free action. But... Um, yeah, if you're if you're not if you're not shouting anything more persuasive than just help please, then that's that'll just be a free action, and I will see if they if they are, um, see if they are keen on helping us. Let's go skill persuasion check. Do I want to set the DC hard on this one? Let's see. Um, all right, I've set the DC. Uh, that is a six on your persuasion check. So you shout, help, please! And you see that one of them sort of perks up and looks your direction. In fact, they both do. They both kind of look. And they seem to... And they seem to smell... Be, uh, they be able to smell which what's going on. But they they don't seem to be uh, moving in your direction at, uh, yet, at least. All right. So that is your, your movement. That is your action. Uh, that is a free action to talk, and then I don't think you've got anything you can do as a bonus action yet at level one as a ranger. I don't think there's anything you can do as a bonus action, so that's you. Uh, Mel has used her action, her dash, and I don't think there's anything else she can do. So fingers crossed that they live, yeah. Can they smell? Which way is the wind going? Let's find out. Which way is the wind blowing? Starting with one at the top and moving clockwise in the eight cardinal directions, one. So the wind, the wind is blowing directly from beneath towards the north. So yes, the wind is blowing from behind these guys up this way. And so they are literally directly in line with it. And so yeah, they can smell these guys approaching. It is now the goblin's turn. The goblin boss's turn. The goblin commander on his, on his wolf back. Uh, let me just double check our wolf's speed. I'm pretty sure it's 40. Wolf. Wolf speed of 40, yes. So this guy uses his action uh, to dash the wolf forwards effectively. He he, he, ye yeah! he gets the wolf to dash forwards. So that was 40 feet to there, and then he dashes forwards, and he leaps over this one here. And he uses 40 feet to get to there, and that's his action. Uh, goblin boss. I'm using goblin boss to indicate this goblin commander who is riding on the um, the uh, back of the wolf. 
and now Apis realizes that these guys were goblin mooks. These these slightly medium tents were for the goblin commanders, um, and the this large tent, God knows what that's for, but this largest tent was for the goblin boss. So this is the this is the manager, and this is the CEO. <laughs> so he uses his uh, yeah he yeets the 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 wolf mount forwards and uses his action to dash it all the way to there. And then it is, that's the goblin boss's turn. These goblins, these guys, will use their action to, uh, their movement to run 30 feet to there. And then they use their action to dash as well. Boom, 30 feet. So that's the goblin boss and the goblin mooks. It is back to the top of the round with Apis and Mel. Apis and Mel, Apis and Mel, do 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 Apis and Mel. All right, it is now the second round of combat. So, if you want a chance to decide what we do on our second round of combat, exclamation mark S E C O N D exclamation mark second. Is that a dryer? Can you hear it in the background? No, that's the that's the spin cycle of that uh, washing that was in before. The distance to the to the goblins now. Let's have a look. So the distance to this goblin slash wolf pairing is twelve feet. The distance to this goblins these goblins are about forty feet, forty to forty-five feet. Uh, and Mel is about forty feet from this guy. Is the fire a fire? Yes, this is a huge bonfire that is still roaring throughout the night. The wolf goblins still can't reach us this turn without dashing. Uh, because we're starting 10 feet away. If we move 60, he can move 80, so he can get to us. But with a dash, he can get to us. So if we dash, and then he dashes, he'll be upon us, but um, then we'll be further away from these guys. So there's that, at least. It's tricky, because those other two wolves wouldn't like it if we attack the mount one, but then if we don't, it'll bite us. It's a good question. It's a good question. What do we do? Alright, um, so I think you've all had enough time to decide who's going to be in with a chance for the second round. So 3-2-1, Banana Champion, you get to decide what is it that we are going to do at this point. What's our HP? 5. We're currently at 5 hit points. Banana Champion says we're going to keep running, same direction. We're going to use our, exp uh, our, our uh, action to dash. Alright, that it is then. So select move, Apis Hive moves forwards uh, 25 feet to here. I just realized we have only 25 feet movement, don't we? Because we're a dwarf. So I moved to 60 last time, it should have been only 50. So because of our tiny little dwarf legs, we run forwards uh, 25 feet to here. Um, and then we continue dashing uh, up this little path here, another 25 feet to there. And we shout help to these guys. So let's roll another persuasion check. Uh, let me set a DC for it. <laughs> oh boy, these wolves are apparently not wanting to uh, to help us. We have not rolled well with the wolves at all. We rolled pretty good on uh, in, in, on looting, but anything relating to persuading these wolves to help us... It seems the, the dice gods are wanting to tell a particular story in regards to these wolves. And these wolves are not exactly interested. 
Tiny goblin legs, yes, but a lot less stocky, uh, hefty nature than um, than dwarves are. And so, while dwarves have 25 movement, goblins have 30. I'm just going to double check that I've got that right. I don't want to be doing some... Yeah, goblins have 30 feet of movement. All right, if we stand by that... Uh, that dead wolf, maybe it'll intimidate. Potentially, yeah. That's a that's an option for next round. All right, what does Mel do this round? She's got 50 feet of movement. She could also attack this guy if she wanted to. Um, hmm. She is going to she's going to fly over here and she's going to drop down to about your level, and then she's going to bring out the stinger, and instead of dashing. So she uses her movement to get there. She uses her action to ready an attack. So that if this if this goblin gets in range, um, she's going to protect you a little bit. If this goblin gets in range, she's going to make an attack on him. That's the readied action. Uh, we can't hide as well as doing all of the other stuff because uh, we've already used our action to dash. You can hide as your action, but only when you block line of sight. It's one of the going to be one of those episodes, apparently. So. If we stand by the dead goblin boss, will that intimidate? It might intimidate. We'll, we'll see. At this rate, we're not going to get to our first level up. Yeah. It could intimidate, but it might also realize that it's just got a promotion. <laughs> Maybe it's like, oh, he's dead. I guess I'm in charge now. Once we get to the forest, don't we have advantage? We are, yeah, technically, we, uh, no, not advantage. We have a plus two to our our um, uh, our perception checks and things. Let me Let me read you the... Let me read you the entry about uh, favoured terrain. Ranger. Paladin Ranger. Here we are, Ranger. Favoured terrain. Where is it? Natural Explorer. You have a favoured terrain, blah, blah, blah. You get the following benefits. Uh, when you make an intelligence or wisdom check related to your favoured terrain... Your proficiency bonus is doubled if you are using that skill you're proficient in. So you get to add twice your proficiency bonus. And so when you make a stealth check that pertains to the forest, hiding in a forest, for instance, you would get a plus two to the to the roll. When you make a perception check in a forest that relates to the sounds of the forest, you would get a plus two to the roll. Hiding probably wouldn't work against the wolf rider due to the smell. Correct. Although the, the wind is coming from uh, the south, as, as we established. All right, so that was our turn. That was Mel's turn. It is back to doop, doop, the goblin boss, the goblin commander. Uh, he is going to continue charging you down. So he uses... There's 40 feet of movement for the wolf. And then he uses his action to... Yeah! And, and stretch himself out. <laughs> because I grabbed the wrong part of him. All right, so he used his action to get there. Uh, he uses his he uses the, the sorry he uses his movement to get there. He uses the action to dash forwards. He runs all the way up to you, so now you're in melee with him. But that triggers uh, Mel's attack of opportunity or his, uh, her ready attack, I should say. All right, so Mel is going to make her attack. Um, is she still? Have I got her ability up still? No, it's there. It's here. Get out of the way. Um, sting attack, plus five to hit. Let's see, what is his armor class? Oh, she got a 15, plus five, that's a dirty 20. So that hits. So he takes 1d6 plus three piercing damage. So that's five points of piercing damage. 
plus a bunch of poison damage because she's going to inject him with a bunch of venom. So he takes 5 points of piercing and another... Ooh, a 6 and a 4. 10 points. So 15 points total damage. And he has to make a constitution saving damage. Sorry, poison 2. Alright, oh, so he only takes that poison damage if he fails a con save. Uh, what's his constitution saving score? He's got a plus 0 to his constitution save. Uh, unfortunately, that's a 16. So he made his constitution save. Uh, so he takes half of this damage. So he takes five of that. So five and five. So he takes ten points total damage. Uh, the goblin boss, the goblin commander rather. Let me just double check that I'm looking at the right stats. Goblin commander had... Oh, man. <laughs> oops, 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 oops. All right, so the goblin commander is not quite down. Uh, he is heavily wounded instantly. Um, if he'd have failed his con save, he would have been dead. What's happening? Why are you not doing your thing? There we go. Alright, so he is wounded. As he comes galloping in on the back of this the wolf, <coughs> and the wolf is <sighs> snarling uh, and trying to get in, um, he... He 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 jump he sort of he jumps up to try and get you and the and the bee comes stinging in. <laughs> it manages to stick through the uh, some of the uh, leather on his upper shoulder. <laughs> the leather sort of pushes um, the the stinger in a way that it doesn't it doesn't get fully into him and doesn't do as, as much damage as she wanted to. Uh, stops some of the venom from seeking right d directly into his bloodstream, but it gets into his muscles and stuff instead. Ah, so he takes the poison damage, he takes some piercing damage, but he doesn't take quite as much as he might have done. Um, but he is he's not liking that at all. He, lose, he lets go of the reins. In fact, because he's on the back of a galloping wolf and he's just been stung for more than half his hit points, I'm going to see if he manages to stay on the wolf or not. <laughs> Natural one. No, he falls off of the wolf. He falls backwards off of the wolf, falling prone. Poof! On the ground behind. All right. What's the command for the character sheet? Somebody can help you out, I'm sure. When Apis dies, will you make a new character start? <laughs> when Apis dies, don't give up on don't give up on us yet. The goblins could end up with two dead leaders. They could. All right. Knocked off the wolf. HP less than five. Correct, Gus. Gus, good maths. Um. All right. So he's got less than five, uh, five or less hit points. You know that much at least. We don't have anything to heal with. No one, Anton. He takes 10 hit points from hitting the ground. Instantly dead. Uh, we have precisely zero things that we can heal with. We could drink that vial of strange liquid. Um, you would know, as a ranger uh, that has been around the world and been exploring a little bit, you would know, you would have a general idea of what a, uh, a healing potion uh, looks like. And this does not look like a healing potion. The wolf might turn on the boss like the other one, potentially. All right. Um, that is it. That's, let's have a look. So that is the goblin boss's turn. Yeah. Um, I might have to swap the, I might have to give the wolf its own, uh, its own initiative now that it's no longer being commanded and ridden. It's no longer a mount. So the wolf's initiative is pretty good, but worse than, well, pretty good in respect to the wolf. Oh, it's actually all in order. Oh, that's pretty handy. I don't need to reorder it. Uh, so the wolf gets its own initiative now, but it won't get to go until the next turn. So that was the goblin boss. It is now the goblins. The goblins, which were left all the way back here, 
will continue to run forwards. They go up to here, they jump over this little thing here, they run along to about there, that's 30 feet. Can they see you from there? Let's have a look. They cannot get a clear shot at you, so they're going to use their action to dash. Uh, but now they can possibly get a clear shot at you. Well, through this tree, this probably this guy probably couldn't, but this guy probably could. It's a touch and go, so they might be able to get a clear shot next turn. But they use the action to dash, so that's all that they can do for now. <laughs> As a nurse, I can highly recommend not drinking anything you can't identify. <laughs> Unless you're about to die to a goblin and a wolf, then, then maybe it's worth it, I don't know. <laughs> Might be troll poison or something. Yeah, it could definitely be poison. It could be anything. Could be acid. Could be poison. Could be, could be some sort of magic potion. You don't know. All that you know is that you're pretty sure it's not a health potion. All right. So that is, I think, all of the goblin, all that the goblins can do right now. So then it is Apis and Mel again, back to the top of round three. Let's write exclamation mark third in chat, if you want to be in with a chance to decide what happens on the third round of combat. T-H-I-R-D. GusGus86, you get to decide what is it that Apis is going to do on this third turn of combat. Um, Gus, Gus, take your time. Uh, this is a very dangerous situation. You can run. Just warning you, though, just reminding you in case you didn't know. Now that you have a hostile enemy that's within five feet of you, if you leave its, um, leave its melee range, then it's essentially you're turning your back on it to run away, and it gets an attack of opportunity. It gets a free attack on you. So if you try and run away from this wolf without disengaging, it might get an attack of opportunity on you. However, if Mel tries to leave first, it might get an attack of opportunity on Mel, and then it's used its reaction, and you can get away for free. So that could potentially happen. It just might mean sacrificing your bee companion, which I know the chat would not do. Uh, the alternative is to use your action to disengage. You can see all of these actions down in, the, down in that corner. You can see the options that you can do on your turn. Uh, disengage means you can back away slowly, you use your action to do that, and then you can run. Meaning you'll only, you'll only gain like 25 feet, and you'll allow these guys to catch up a bit. Uh, another option might be to uh, go round the wolf, uh, kill, try and kill this goblin leader, and intimidate these guys to giving up because you've just killed two of their goblin leaders. That's potentially another way. Uh, another, another, way another thing to do is potentially try and befriend this wolf. I don't know. There's, there's lots of different things that you could possibly do, but it's up to Gus Gus to decide what it is that Apis is going to do now. Mel only has four hit points. We only have five. Uh, you know that this guy, from something that I said before, uh, he took ten hit points and he's now below half hit points, which is what this little red dot indicates. It means that he's on, he's, he's wounded. He's at less than half his health. Uh, so he is, he is on less than ten hit points. You know that much. And because I let slip something... Um, you know that he's actually on less than six hit points. That goblin is nearly dead. Mel could take it out. I think we should try and convince the wolf not to attack and that we mean it no harm and just the goblins. We could stab the fallen boss. The wolf might turn on it like the other wolves did. That's potential, yeah. We could climb a tree. That is also another option. Gus Gus says, have Apis try, uh, try and convince the wolf that the goblin boss was riding to not attack us as we mean it no harm and have Mel attack the goblin boss. All right. So we are going to turn around and we are going to try and attack, uh, try and not try and attack, to try and persuade this wolf that we mean it no harm, that we're not um, we're not a danger to it, um, and that uh, we are only we're only here for the goblins, and then 
Mel is going to attack the goblin boss. All right, that's the that's what that's the plan. Um, that is the plan at least. Let's see how it works. Um, so you turn around and you try to make you try to make an a an animal handling check. So one of the good things is if I if I move you over to this main screen, you can see that skills animal handling is one of the things that we are proficient at. So we are slightly better at it. So that means we get to add our plus two wisdom score that you can see there, plus two wisdom, plus another two because of animal handling proficiency. So we get to we get to roll and add four. So I've already got a thing set up to do that with. Skill, anim. Here we go. <laughs> we just we just can't we just can't we just can't roll against wolves apparently. We have tried we've already tried to persuade both of these wolves that we meant them no harm. And it failed. Three out of four rolls. And then we've tried persuading them twice at, during this fight. In the first two rounds of combat, we tried shouting, help, help us! And they failed again, twice. And now we've just tried it again and failed again. I mean, it's it seems to be working fine, Anton. It hasn't, hasn't been broken in previous streams. I could just do it a bunch of times now. Let me Let me spam it. Skill anim. Copy, paste. Come on. Yep, there's a 17, look. There's a 20. So yeah, it's definitely working. It's just the luck of the draw, unfortunately. And no, we can't take that 17 or that 20. <laughs> Uh, do we have inspiration for making an animal-friendly choice? Let me see, let me see, let me see. So Apis is... What does it say? Uh, what's that command that tells us what Apis is? It's uh, exclamation mark TT underscore Apis. Is that right? Yeah, there we go. So Apis is a 55-year-old non-binary... I thought 53. Never mind. Uh, non-binary hill dwarf. They are cunning, resourceful, and introverted. They avoid trouble where they can. I'm, al I'm almost certain it's 50, uh, that they're 53. They avoid trouble where they can. They always help those in need, only killing when necessary. They will only they will always do what they can to protect an animal in danger. They will always do what they can to protect an animal in danger. And instead of attacking that wolf, you've tried to reason with it, knowing that it's in danger. At your own detriment. So yes, I will that was a very that was a very apist thing to do. Gus Gus, you, you did well to uh, to to act like apis in that moment. So I will give you inspiration for for making that choice that wasn't mechanically in your benefit, um, which means we can now use it <laughs> to re-roll that, that, that attempt if we want to. Fifty three is the new fifty nine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I <laughs> I will clutch those straws. <laughs> it did make sense. All right. So. We, I will give you inspiration for making the right, the the, uh, the right um, role play choice in that moment um, to act like the character is meant to act, and because you have inspiration, you can use it immediately. Uh, and and I'm to and this is me. This is totally not me. Just uh, trying to keep you guys alive. <laughs> you use that inspiration to re-roll this animal handling check to try and persuade this uh, this this um, this wolf that you mean it no harm. Skill, anim. Let me set the DC. 
it's it's definitely going to fail again, isn't it? <laughs> uh, let me set the DC. All right. Oh man! Apparently, apparently, the dice gods are, are fighting me, saying, "Stop it! Stop trying to to make this work when it's done." I've told you it's not going to work. Give us our plus two, please. With an at twenty on my perception check, I see you following me. Crownash Grove, thank you for the follow. Um, do we get a plus two because it's related to forests? I'm not sure that persuading this wolf is anything to do with related to the forest. I'm afraid. So you don't get your your favoured terrain. You just happen to be standing amongst trees. That's not something that's going to help. It's not something that's going to help you persuade a wolf. Are you using the trees in any way to try and persuade this guy? I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm going to... I will I will roll a dice and see if it's an even number. I will allow you to add your plus two to it. All right, it was an even number. I will allow you to add your plus two. Taking it to 10, the DC was 10. So you've just, just scraped in. If we climbed a tree, we could have got a plus two. Yeah. All right, I will allow you to have the, a plus two to that, that, uh, that eight. Giving us um, uh, a 10 total. 10 is what you needed to just persuade this wolf to not attack. It, it doesn't mean it's your friend. It doesn't mean that it's going to turn on its its uh, master immediately. But at least it's not going to attack you immediately. It's, it, it's You've gained yourself one round, effectively, of, of not being attacked by this wolf. That was your action to do so. You have... I can hear Bodger saying, oh, screw it, attack the wolf. Yeah. Um... We've got movement and a bonus action if you want to take him. I don't think that you can do anything with a bonus action at first level ranger, um, but you can you can move away if you want. You've got 25 feet of movement left. Meanwhile, Mel is going to, to fly down here and try and sting this guy. Because it's a melee attack and she's within five feet and he's prone, it means that uh, she has advantage on the attack to hit because he's on the ground and it's harder to dodge out of the way. So she gets... A 12 or an 8, so she'll take that 12 plus 5 for her um, attack bonus. And so she's got 17 total, 17 is enough to hit. So he takes, hey, nice, 7 points of piercing damage plus the poison damage. He is definitely dead. So this guy is deceased. This guy's also deceased. Get rid of that, put that one in. There we go. Get rid of that bloody. He's no longer bloodied, he's dead. So she flies down and right through the neck as he's trying to get back up off the, the, the ground. Um, she stabs him and then she's going to back away. So that was five feet, ten feet. She's got another... She sees that you're talking to the wolf and he's not yet attacked. So she is going to... Um... Hmm. Does she intimidate these guys? I reckon if she flies at them, it could be a risky move because they might attack her but if they've just seen this gigantic pig-sized bee stab their boss to death and they're and they've just run past this guy who's also stung to stung to death by bees and then this massive bee starts flying at them that's a pretty intimidating thing to do i'll i, I would give her advantage on an intimidation check and give them disadvantage a uh, low 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 dc i'll put it to you guys what do you think 
I technically control Mel, yeah, but I'll put I'll put it, I'll open it to the chat to potentially persuade me. I think she flies down to him and stabs him through the throat, and then she looks up and sees these guys approaching and, ju- and just, just just barbarian rages straight towards them in a beeline, no pun intended, um, and just tries to scatter them, effectively. They're scared of bees. Yes, charge, charge. The amount of disadvantage, panic, shot at the bee. I like the idea. Up to Mel. I like it. Yeah, all right. That's when it's going to happen. Cause them to flee. Flee bee. All right, so she totally beelines for them. Um, uh, so she has, still has 40 feet of movement, so she's just going right, to barrel right through them effectively. And as she, <laughs> as she barrels through them, uh, it is now their turn. Oh, unless we wanted to move. Did we want to move? Whose turn was it? It was Gus Gus, wasn't it? Uh, Gus Gus, did we want, did we want to move after, after persuading this wolf not to take attacks of opportunity at us? Can climb be a bonus action? Uh, climb, I, yeah, I'd allow climb to be kind of... Yeah, I'd, I'd allow it to be a bonus section. You've spent a lot of time in the forest. That's why I would allow it to be a bonus section. Uh, back away from him a little bit. I say I say we back away this way then. Uh, he doesn't take... You sort of back away, making sure that he's not going to attack at your... He's, he's baring his teeth at you, but because you spoke to him in Sylvan, which is the language that um, animals can understand a little better, you turn around and you say something in, some something that's barely borderline. You're like... You just stumble out of, we're not going to hurt you. Uh, uh, we're not here to hurt you, but if you attack us, we'll have to. Uh, something, just don't don't attack me. <laughs> it's like stumbly and kind of a bit awkward, and you're trying to pull words out of Sylvan, which is a language you haven't used in a, a, a very fluidly in a while. Um, and this wolf kind of looks at you, and he feels the weight of this thing fall off his back, and the, the massive bee that's there, and he sees the other wolf, he can smell that there's death in the air. And so all of that kind of mingles and just barely gets you the advantage of moving away without him attacking you. All right. So you move back over here to where the dead leader is. Hopefully that will help with any intimidation rolls. Uh, And then let me turn off the initiative for Apis and Mel and give it to the goblins. It's now the goblins' turn. Uh, The goblins, uh, as the bee ran towards them, will definitely scatter. I'm not even going to have to roll for it because that just makes story sense that they definitely would. Uh, so on their turn, one of them runs uh, 30 feet around here over to... The, ah! Running away from the bee. Uh, one of them runs over this way. Uh, running 30 feet over this way. And the other one dives over this way. Uh, dives off of this little ledge here. And dives down this way in the rest of his movement. Uh, they've all got an action. Do they action dash or do they turn around and attack with bow and arrows? Um, I think she starts to buzz like super loud. She's like helicopter <laughs> as she <laughs> through them, um, and so they all they all think that she's like still following them. Uh, let's make intelligence saves for each of them. If they if they notice that she's not following them, they'll turn around and take a, sh- a shot with disadvantage. Um, but if they don't notice she's following them, they'll just run away. So for this top guy, uh, yeah, no, definitely fails. The second guy. Uh, ooh, that's pretty good. What's his intelligence, though? Oh, it would be a perception, wouldn't it? It would be a perception check. What's his perception? Uh, perception is... Oh, negative one. Yeah, actually, that fails then, just. All right, uh, so these guys both fail to notice that she's not actually coming directly for them, and this guy... Uh, that is also... A f- with the natural... Yeah, that's also a fail. So 
Um, they all three of them notice that uh, don't notice that she's not coming for them. They just kind of hear this echoing <laughs> coming from all over the place and bouncing off of tents and canvases and things. So she's, they're having a hard time knowing where it's coming from. Um, they, none of them noticed that the goblin boss was lying in a bush over here dead. So he th- he's definitely not going to run into his goblin boss's tent. He's just he doesn't know what's going to happen, but he's going to definitely there's going to be worse fates than uh, than getting stung by a bee if he runs inside of his goblin boss's tent. So he runs over this way. He sees his wolf friends and he goes, oh, thank God, we can we can get some uh, wolf companions. And he runs over this way. Uh, then this goblin... Oh, I, I sh- it should have been the wolf's turn, not the goblins. I will I will go for the wolves in a second then, because that was my mistake. It should have been the wolf before the goblins. I forgot they had their own turn now. Uh, he uses his whole turn to go and run, hide behind this, bush, uh, this tent over here. And this one's just going to dash further into the uh, forest. He's going to run and hide uh, in these bushes. All right, it is now the wolves' turn, which should have come before the goblins. My mistake. This wolf, he he was persuaded for a moment not to attack you. Um, is he going to now? Let's have a look. I'm going to roll to see what he's doing. What's it? Let me put myself in his mind. He is so. What he what he does is I don't need to roll for it. What he does is he he sort of he waits for the command because what he's been what he's been doing so far is just doing what his um, his commander told him to. Sorry about the background noise, by the way. If you can hear that, that's the um, laundry. Unfortunately, I have to share this building while we're in lockdown. I have to share this garage with all of my flatmates, and one of them chose to put laundry on while I'm streaming. So that's what you got to do. Um. This guy turns around to sort of look at his goblin boss and he notices that he's dead. And so he is kind of at a loss as to what to do. He's never been allowed to make his own decisions before. The goblins kind of run them pretty hard. Uh, He's not immediately going to pounce on him and start eating him like the last wolf did to this goblin leader. So he's kind of just going to wait. He he sort of turns around and he he takes up like a, a prowling sort of getting ready to pounce kind of attack looking towards you. And he's he's baring his teeth and his tail's out and his ears are uh, tight, and so you know that he's aggressive towards you still. He's just not outwardly attacking you. These wolves, however, as this goblin starts to run round towards them, uh, they start to run out, uh, and he's like, "Oh, thank thank God, we've got wolves." The laundry noise isn't super bad. We can pretend it's Mel's buzzing. Yeah. <laughs> um, the most aggressive wolf, the wolf that attacked the goblin, the goblin boss as soon as he died. He gets a 16 plus stuff to attack this goblin and he dives on him. The goblin makes a strength save and fails it. So he gets ragged to the ground. And this wolf jumps on him. And starts to do some damage. How much damage do they do? Actually, I don't need to look it up because I remember from the recent Viva La Dirt League D&D videos. That is, yeah, that's actually enough to kill him. He just he just immediately jumps on this goblin and tears his throat out. That goblin is dead. One less to worry about. White noise ASMR in the background. Yeah. Um. All right. That is the wolf's turn. That is the goblin's turn. What does this friendly wolf do? This friendly wolf is going to run to here and kind of just set up, take, take up shot by the fire, kind of watching what's going on. He's still at another 10 feet of movement, so he runs to there. 
He's going to warm himself by the fire and just kind of watch. This was the wolf that was somewhat friendly to us. And friendly is a very loose term. He was, he was, he was the most friendly out of all the wolves so far. All right. That is, I think, all that the wolves are going to do. So now it is back to the top of the round with Apis and Mel. Apis and Mel over here. Apis is over here. Mel is down here. If you want to be in with a chance to decide what Apis does next, you can type exclamation mark fourth, F-O-U-R-T-H, fourth, because this is the fourth round of combat. And then I will draw one of you at random and you guys get to decide what Apis does next on this turn of combat. If you decide something that is completely out of character for Apis, then I get to veto it because I'm the dictator, the mayor. <laughs> Alright, so this is a pretty dire situation, but I think, you're, I think you're in a position where you could turn it in your favour. You've got two frightened goblins that are running away from the giant bee. One dead goblin. Uh, and one dead goblin commander and one very hostile wolf that is on the fence about whether to attack you or not. It's still removing people who have had a turn, yeah. So if you've already been chosen, then it's uh, you're unlikely to get... Excuse me. If you've already been chosen, it's unlikely to choose you again because that's how Nightbot works. It gives It's a way of giving other people a chance of winning, I suppose. Not me. That that last turn was stressful. No worries, Gus. Gus, you can you can always just watch. You don't have to. It, you don't have to be involved if you don't want. Can we just like jump to level three if we survive this? Holy crap! <laughs> Recap time. Thank you, Nightbot. Uh, for anyone just joining us now, um, Apis Hive is a dwarf that is in the middle of a combat with some goblins. Um, this goblin's dead. This goblin's dead. This wolf is not, and it's aggressive towards us. Uh, we are basically looting a goblin camp. We looted all of these tents and and took a little bit too long to do it. The plus side to which was that we got a lot of money, so now we are quite rich. Um, but the downside was that we then got ambushed by another wave of combat by some wolves. So there's pluses and minuses to every decision. Uh, this wolf is okay with us. It's on. It's sort of on the on the fence. This wolf is kind of kind of hostile towards us, but not aggressive did we find any food we have got a little bit of food and also we found that this tent here was the food storage tent and has a lot of dried food in it and lots of jerky and things all right um rob needs to roll the animal handling on his dice because the twitch rolls are garbage <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right uh that should be it. that should have been enough time for you guys to write exclamation mark fourth in the chat if you wanted to be involved so three Two, one. Dale Rademacher. Dale Rademacher, can you type something in the chat so I know you're still here and that you've acknowledged that you've been drawn? And then we'll give you a couple of minutes to uh, decide what we're going to do. Uh, present. Awesome. So you are present. So take a second to um, to decide what what it is you want to do at this stage, uh, Dale Rademacher. You don't have to feel rushed. Take your time to decide what it is that you think we should do as Apis Hive. You are you are in the in the um, what's the Pixar movie about the emotions? Inside Out, like Inside Out. You're the emotion that's at the forefront of Apis's mind right now, controlling them. So you get to decide what is going to happen. Dale Rademacher says, "Creep back to the goblin boss behind us while maintaining an unthreatening pose towards the wolf. Put the goblin boss between us and the wolf as we search it." All right. 
So you creep back this way, keeping an eye on this wolf. This wolf doesn't uh, doesn't advance on you, doesn't attack you. It snarls at you, just kind of keeping its teeth bared to show that if you come close, it might attack you, but you haven't done so, and you've, again, shown it that you're not interested in it. You search this goblin boss. What you notice is that it was wearing effectively what passes as pajamas, um, but decent pajamas, decent um, clothes, nice, nicely well-made pajamas, effectively. Not like fancy... Um, uh, um, What's the word? Uh, bougie. Not, not 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 part of the aristocracy or anything, but for goblins, pretty nice clothes. You start to search his body and you realize this guy was basically woken up by your attempts, by your failed attempts to stealth around this camp in the middle of the night anyway. And so he's probably just gotten out of bed and you, you killed him in his pajamas, effectively. Um, thousand thread count PJs, yeah. So you don't you don't find anything of worth on the body or anything that could get you out of this position, um, but you do find the body it's of the the uh, the the goblin boss himself. Um, you thinking back to the moments when you when you immediately killed this guy this this goblin boss you and Mel, and then the wolves that he had been um, there's a word that I keep trying to use and I keep failing to pull it out of my mind. He had been not burg not begrudging, not burgeoning, not he'd been not belittling. The the wolves that he had been um, oppressing, for want of the right word, um, his whole life, they immediately turned on him once they realised that he was not in a position to beat them anymore. And so you think about that when you go and, when you sort of search his body and mistreating, subjugating, subjugating might have been the word I was looking at. Besmirching? No, not besmirching. Anyway, you 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 uh, you you think about this. You pick up this uh, goblin, and you kind of show his body, mangled and half eaten by the other wolves, to this other wolf, who he seems to recognise it through his smell, and he kind of wanders over, and you wander forwards very very slowly and cautiously with holding this holding this limp goblin body aside, and you hold it up for the wolf to smell. I will allow, you speak to him in Sylvan, I'll say, and you say, listen, you don't have to answer to these guys anymore. I know they don't treat you right. You're free. You don't have to answer to them. I'm not here for you. I'm, I'm, I meant what I said. You don't need to attack. There's no one here that'll hurt you anymore. You're okay. You're safe. Um, and with that, I'll, I, will give you, I will give you advantage on a an animal handling or persuasion check. Let's have a look which one should be better. Theoretically, persuasion would be a plus one and your uh, animal handling should be a plus four. So theoretically, you should be better at animal handling. So I will give you advantage on an animal handling check. And let's see how it rolls. That's a seven, but with advantage, we roll twice and take the higher of the two numbers. An 11, theoretically, yes. All right, so with an 11, it's slightly better than it was before. <laughs> For some reason, Nightbot just does not want us to roll well with these wolves. <laughs> and so you, you hold up this, this, bo this body of this wolf and it... And then it turns its back on you and starts to prowl back to this guy. 
at which point you just drop this guy back down to the ground. He lands in an unceremonious heap on the ground. Alright, so is that all that you said to do, Dale Radamaka? What, was, what else did you say? You just uh, wanted to see if he had anything on him, right? Yeah, search it. Alright, so that was your that was your action uh, and some of your movement. Do you want to um, do you want to uh, use any other movement, Dale Radamaka? You toss the body to the wolf. He doesn't like doesn't have anything that is immediately visible to us. Yeah. So you toss the body towards him. He didn't want to eat that guy. He's already been most, mostly eaten, but well, not mostly eaten, but uh, the the main sort of vital organs have been torn out by the wolves. Um, and he turns back and starts to sniff at this one that is now dead. Sorry, I was pointing on the wrong screen again. This one. He turns around and starts sniffing at this one. It seems like he might be getting the same treatment. Abusing. Might have, might have just been abusing. He's been abusing the wolves the whole life. That's kind of the word I was looking for, I guess. I'm going to cry right now, goddammit. I mean, we just want him to basically go back and rejoin his wolf pack and do wolf things, free of the goblins. Exactly. All right. Uh, and then further, and then for our movement, move further into the forest to our left. Yeah. Okay. So we move. Use the last of our movement. We use like ten feet, let's say. Uh, so we've got another fifteen feet or so. We move round here, um, round this tree, and back onto the path over here. Meanwhile, Mel, Mel is just charged down these guys and and scattered them, uh, and she is going to. Hmm, let's see. Let's zoom out. She's got a slightly more bird's eye view. So what can she see? What can she do? She can see that this guy's running in the direction of his friend that's um, that's tied up. So he might find him. Does she want to leave it as is? I think she comes. I think yeah. I think she comes comes back after you now. So she spins around. So she goes and then she takes a big arc and uses the updraft of the heat of the fire to get even higher. Uh, and then she she comes back towards you, fifty feet, um, and then dashes as her bonus as her action to get even further ahead of you. And as she flies above this wolf, she she uh, you hear her say down in in Sylvan, um, "Thank you for not attacking. We mean you no harm. Uh, you're free now. There's two of them still alive." And she, that's her turn. So Apis and uh, Mel, that's your turns. Let's go with. Let's have a look. Mel used all of the courage she could must up and rejoins Apis. Yeah. I've been dreaming of wolf members of the menagerie for the last three weeks and Nightbot went to heck with your dreams. Nope. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Sparrow. Sometimes you sometimes you've got this 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 idea in your mind of oh the wolves are gonna join us and we'll frolic in the in the fields and then the the roles just do not go your way your way. So it seems like no, we're not gonna be getting wolf allies, not from these roles. They don't want to they don't want to be subjugated again. Subjugated? I think that was the word I was trying to find. Is that one of the words that somebody said? Subjugated. Yeah, Mary G said it. Subjugating. I think that was the word I was looking for. All right. Uh, it is now the wolf's turn. This wolf is sufficiently um, sufficiently convinced that you're not a threat to it. So it walks around this goblin's head and then it starts to crunch down. And again, goes for the throat, and then <laughs> suddenly there's a tearing and a <laughs> as the throat gets torn out, and he just starts to feast and devour on this this wolf. Uh, meanwhile, this wolf is still going to town on this guy, and this wolf is going to wander around here 
and just kind of sit in the forest as all of this bee commotion happens above it and he's just kind of watching. Uh, then it is the, so that was Apis, Mel, and then Wolves. And now it is Goblin Bosses, they're all dead, and Goblins. So there's two. Te there's technically three Goblins still alive. There's this one that's hiding over here. Uh, he peeks out, and if he had anyone to take an attack at, he might take an attack with a short bow, but he doesn't. So he just quickly runs over and dives inside of this tent. And he is gone from that layer. This guy is going to use his movement to keep running away because he's not in the he's not in the clear yet. He's not hidden properly. So he's going to use his movement to run over here and then he's going to hide as a bonus action. Because the bonus because uh, goblins can do that as a bonus action. And then as he, as his main action he's going to ready so that if he sees any movement he's going to shoot at it. And then this goblin who's technically still still alive but tied to a tree. Well, as far as we know he's still alive and tied to a tree anyway. Uh, can't do anything. So that is the end of combat, effectively. I think we've managed to avoid combat because we, on our turn, will presumably keep running to get the hell out of here and we'll just now dash. Dash and dash and dash and get the heck out of here. Um, presumably, anyway. I suppose I shouldn't make that assumption because somebody might decide to turn around and loot. <laughs> but we've looted pretty much all that we could loot. So I'm going to assume, I'm going to say... I'm going to say that Apis, Apis and Mel uh, continue out into the forest to get the hell out of here. We're leaving our rope and bedroll behind. Well remembered, yes. So Apis runs off into the forest, gets about five minutes before we realize, ah, crap, we left our, we, we used our stuff as a distraction. And they turn around and they come back. At this point, this wolf has dragged off the bodies of this guy over into this clearing here and the body of this guy over into this clearing. The wolves, the wolves have collectively managed to uh, to drag all their bodies together, and have just like begun like a big old big old wolf feast on all of the people who've been subjugating them their whole lives. And this guy, this guy's just just cowering in his tent <laughs> as all of these wolf crunching bones happen. And this guy, this guy probably eventually finds this guy and lets him loose and does whatever he needs to do. Uh, by which time you have returned here, you grab your bedroll and the things that you used as distraction before, um, and then you you escape back again, run away. No more no more uh, issues on this combat page. So we'll go back to the main page. Uh, it was a lot of our possessions, <laughs> including some of our brand new um, uh, brand new bedroll and brand new um, blanket that we bought. The rope was trying tying the goblin to the tree. I don't think we can retrieve that. Yeah, not we're not going to retrieve that rope. All right, so we lived. So what we do is we spend uh, the next like half an hour running far away from this camp. We move about half an hour into this. By now it's at least like midnight. So what are we gonna do? Are we going to camp out here in the wilderness, out here in the woods? And, um, or are we going to push on, risk, it, risk getting exha exhaustion, but at least make it to the edge of the woods and, um, and to back to civilization where we might be safer? It's up to you. We are currently bleeding and uh, heavily wounded, both of us. And so there are risks to sleeping out in the woods, in the wilderness at night, especially when you're uh, smelling like you're um, injured. How long would it take to return to Creed's farm? It would probably take about two or three hours of walking, I think. Did we lose our trap? No, we, we kept our hunting trap on us. All of this stuff, except for the rope. I think we lost the rope, didn't we? 
because we tied a, tied a guy to a tree, tree with that. So I need to go into items and I need to turn off the rope. So we've no longer got rope. I need um, I need to make the new items that we found. We found a, a, a nice key, a cloak, and an unidentified potion, as well as a whole bunch of money. I think I think this this page maybe I don't think Spidey's watching, but um, I think this page somewhere on here needs something that can keep a track of money. I'll write a I'll write a note to to do that. We need to find somewhere safe to rest. We took a lot of damage in that fight. We've got the trap. Risk the exhaustion. Wolves will smell that blood soon. There was an empty ranger shack halfway, wasn't there? Well remembered, Sparrow. Yes. So we want to head for that. No rope, no bedroll, but we got everything else. No, we've got um, we got our bedroll back. So we went back for that and got that stuff. So we've got our hunting trap. We've got our bedroll. We've got our mess kit. We just didn't get the rope back because the rope was tying the guy to the tree. Find an area that bottlenecks entry like a thicket of trees or a large pair of branching roots. Apis can sleep between and then put the trap in the entrance to that. That could be smart. Yeah, we could set out the the, the trap. So we can either have... Uh, so here, the, here are the options. We can take a short rest, which is just like a half an hour to an hour of just sitting down and catching your breath. You can roll one hit dice to recover some hit points. Um, you can push on uh, into the night to get to Creed's farm quicker and re and um, remove the chance of being having some random encounter in the night, or you can take a long rest somewhere. Those are the those are your options. Every hour that you move further on, you you roll a Constitution saving throw, and if you fail the Constitution saving throw, you get one level of exhaustion. Exhaustion is not too bad with one or two levels. When you get to like three and four levels, it gets pretty bad. If you ever get to six levels, you're completely dead. So. There you go. We can get to the shack within one hour, I'll say. All right, go to the shack, barricade ourselves inside, set the trap behind the door in case someone comes through. Yeah, lots of this, lots of this. All right. I will say then, it's, there's a lot of different people deciding what to do, so this is the perfect opportunity to do another one of the decisions. So some one person is going to make the decision for everybody. Um... If you want to be the one to make the decision of what exactly Apis is going to do now, exclamation mark rest, R-E-S-T, exclamation mark rest. A lot of people are conceding, uh, con there's a lot of consensus about uh, one particular route, but there are options, so I'm going to give everybody the option. Exclamation mark rest, R-E-S-T, if you want to be in with a chance to uh, decide what it is exactly that Apis does now and how they rest. And then what we'll do, I think, given that it's 4 p.m., um, what we will do is we will, I'll describe uh, what happens and how we rest, and then I will go into the level up, and and we will we will level Apis up to level two on stream. You will all get to make the decisions of what happens with Apis. And then that's where we'll leave it for the night, for the day. Someone's definitely going back to the goblin camp to loot. <laughs> I'll skip this chance. The draw of being chaotic is too strong right now. Thank you, Kings. Uh, Marie, Rob, how long do Apis and Mel need for a long rest? Eight hours. You need at least six hours of sleeping and two hours of doing something uh, light, like reading or 
whittling or keeping watch. Rob already said we can't immediately override the last decision. The last decision was to leave, so the next decision won't be to go back. Yeah, that would be that would be one of the things that I would veto. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't allow somebody to say, yeah, we're going to go back and loot because that's not something that would be a very sensible thing for um, for Apis to decide to do right now. It would be out of character. All right, exclamation mark rest if you want to make that decision. You've got 10 more seconds. It's finally going to happen. After four episodes, we're finally going to level up to level two. We might not be so squishy. All right, three, two, one. Roll it. FBGX! Fully blue! My good friend, my good personal friend, FBGX, gets to decide what exactly are we going to do. Are we going to have a short rest right where we are? Are we going to have a long rest? Are we going to look for some place to rest? Are we going to move an hour's walk back to the shack and have a rest there? Are we going to uh, try and walk all the way back to Creed's farm and have a rest there? There are pluses and minuses to all of those decisions. FPGX is a skilled, a skilled D and D player. Has been playing D and D with me for four years, on and off, mostly off, unfortunately. Um, so you know, you're in good hands. Hug Mel. We really should hug our bestest bee friend. Yeah, man, she saved your life a couple of times. But that's why I gave her you. Gave you her. All the hugs for our buzzy bee. And the fun thing is, when we level up, Mel levels up. So, Apis is going to go to the shack an hour away. But before we get there, get Mel to scope it out and make sure it's safe. If it's safe, we'll set up a trap near the doorway and rest inside. Also, ask Mel to keep watch if she's not too tired. Alright. That's what happens then. We push on into the night. The constitution saving throw was only a 7 plus 2. For, as you can see right there. Plus 2. So that was a 9. 9 is not enough. So we get one level of exhaustion. So a plus 1 level of exhaustion. What that means is that we have disadvantage on all skill checks. So anything like animal handling, athletics, perception, stealth, survival, anything else, uh, those are all exhaustions. Mel also needs to make a save. And what's her constitution? Let me check. Where are you, Mel? There you are. Her constitution is just a plus one. That was cocked. And that's a four. So she gets a five. She also gets a, a level of exhaustion. So, in answer to your, if she's not too tired, I'm afraid that's your answer, FBGX. She is much too tired to keep watch. So, as by the time you get to the, the, the shack in the woods, which, for people who weren't here when I described the shack in the woods in a previous episode, um, the, goblin, the, the goblins that you just dealt with, the final wave of goblins, they were the ones that you saw had just raided a, um, a ranger shack that is specifically left there by um, a faction of druids and rangers known as the PEA, the Penkempuir in Amglashad. 
which is elvish elvish for um the warriors of the wilderness or some, something along those lines and they this faction of elves and rangers um and druids and rangers i should say um they 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 tie the balance between wilderness and civilization between um oppressing the wild and destroying the the wild and just keeping it at bay so that civilization can flourish uh and as a means to doing that sort of thing, they set up these sorts of ranger shacks at various strategic locations in, in mythic, mystical forests like this one, um, where people, travelers and wanderers, can just rest their weary heads on a night kind of thing. And the goblins had come across one of these things and raided it for any of its pots and pans and anything that was even val even remotely valuable. So you find your way back to this same shack. Um, it doesn't seem to be in use currently uh mel scouts ahead and looks around it um looks through the little windows and says now nah, it's it, the, the windows are open so obviously nobody's in it otherwise they would have closed them up for the night you make your way to it um you close the doors you close all the shutters um and you you get started with a, a fire in the hearth um and you warm yourself and very quickly you feel you feel your eyes getting tired and uh, and she curls up. Mel goes to sleep immediately, almost, uh, almost immediately by the fire. Um, as you, you sort of nod off for a few minutes, and then you, you kind of wake and think, "Oh, I'm going to sleep here. I need, I need to put out some traps just in case." And you get your hunting trap out and, and you set it uh, just on the inside of the door, so that anyone who busts through the door in a hurry would uh, get trapped by the hunting trap. And then you go to sleep. You put the bar down over the door. Clunk. And you find the bed that's kind of worn out and uh, the springs have all bust. Uh, so you add your bedroll over the top of it to make it um, uh, add a bedroll. Did I have a bedroll? Let's have a look. Bedroll. Boop. There it is. Not bad. Thank you. Bedroll is back. The bedroll's back in town. You add that bedroll out and you, you go to sleep. You have a nice long rest. Nobody attacks you in the night. That was one of the benefits of getting back to a safe house, a safe hut. Um, and so we level up during the night. So now we need to decide on the level up situation. The first thing to decide is our hit points. Our hit points go back up to full because of the long rest. So we are back up to 13. And then we also, we also get more hit points. So as a ranger, we get to do, we get to do uh, a D10 plus our Constitution score of plus two, and then because we're a hill dwarf, we get an extra one as well. So we get a D10 plus three extra hit points. The question is, do we want to take the average, which is six, or do we want to roll for it? I always like to roll for my characters, but that is a poll for you guys to decide. So I'm going to start a poll. Come on, poll. New HP, question mark. Roll for it. 1d10 plus 3. Reroll ones. Because nobody likes nobody likes getting a 1, so I always allow rerolls of 1s. So roll for it, 1d10 plus 3 with a re-roll of 1s, or take the average, which is just straight up 9. you got two minutes to decide. I'm going to start the poll. 
So we can take the average and just take an extra nine damage, uh, extra nine hit points, giving us a total of 22. Or we could roll for it, risk getting a two, which would give us only five extra hit points. But we could get a 10 and get another 13 extra hit points. So, you know, do we feel lucky? Roll for it, roll for it always. I always roll for mine. It's it's fun. It gives you extra it gives you extra character to your character. Like it, it sends your characters into particular directions. FBGX's for, uh, first couple of levels as a monk uh, only got ones and twos and had like really weak um, hit points for the first few levels, and it added to the way that you played it. Same with one of my rogue characters. I've literally rolled a one on the first three level ups, and so I was like squishy as f. Um, and, and it added to the way that I play the character. It just adds to the character of the situation. But in my games, I only I always allow a reroll of ones, or at least now I do anyway. Apis dashed away and eventually turned as Mel stung the leader off his mount and barely calmed the wolf mount. Mel intimidated the remaining goblins with a buzzing move in the midst and they scattered. The remaining wolf was shown the dead goblin boss and we escaped. That is a good recap. Thank you, Dale, for the recap. I appreciate it when you guys do the recap for anybody new arriving, so it saves me having to do so. We will roll an eight. We could roll an eight. Yeah, Nightbot can go hang itself. <laughs> this, today we, we we did not do well with Nightbot, so if we roll, I'll roll on my dice. You've got a few, few more seconds to decide. Are we going to go average or are we going to roll for it? No, the average of t uh, 1D, 1d10 plus 3 is 9. The average of a d10 is is five and a half, which becomes six when you average it. We're gonna roll for it, yeah. So we're gonna get our d10, which is this one here. We've got uh, all the odd numbers on that side: one, three, five, seven, nine, and all the even numbers on this side. The zero counts. Uh, the zero counts as a ten. There's your d10, and we're gonna roll for it. And how am I gonna do it? You're gonna to have to just wait. If I can. Can I do this, maybe? If I move my... I know you can just trust me to, to roll it right, but uh, at the same time, it's exciting to see things roll. Here we go. Oops, that was not what I intended. Six! Got the average anyway. I don't know if you can even see that. That is a six. So we got the average anyway. So... You win some, you lose some, and sometimes it's right down the middle. Right down the middle. All right, so we get nine extra hit points on our level up, and so our new maximum health is 22. So we can withstand a little bit more now. We're just, we're just unstoppable. Let's go back and loot. All right, the next thing to decide is... Uh, is it going to... So the next thing to decide is our fighting style. So at second level, as a ranger, we get to decide on a fighting style. Let me read you that out. Uh, we need to do Mel's HP. I'll do that off screen because you guys don't get to know things like that about Mel. She's not technically part of your character. If when you get to level three, you decide to go down the Beastmaster range where you get an animal companion, then I'll allow you to take, take control of Mel entirely if you want. But that's a decision for another day. Uh, what was I looking up? Ranger. Ranger's territory. So the fighting styles. 
At second level, you adopt a particular style of fighting as your speciality. Choose one of the following options. You can't take a fighting style option more than once, even if you get to later choose it again. So you've got four options. You've got archery, you've got defense, you've got dueling, and you've got two weapon fighting. Archery is, you specialize in archery, obviously. You gain a plus two bonus to any attack rolls that you make with ranged weapons. So anytime that you make, anytime you make an attack with a ranged weapon, specifically a longbow, a short bow, a sling, a any of the crossbows, um, not thrown weapons. So like throwing axes don't count because they're not ranged weapons. They are uh, melee weapons that you are using to do a ranged attack. It gets confusing. So any ranged weapons, any any archery type weapons, you get a plus two bonus to attack with them. So if I take you across to the fighting page, you can see below me. Uh, you can see the longbow in the middle there has a plus four. If you took archery, it would be a plus six. You'd be more likely to hit with it. You wouldn't do extra damage, but you would be more likely to hit when you take an attack. All right. The second one is defense. While you are wearing armor, you gain a plus one bonus to your uh, to your AC. So instead of a 13 across the other side there, instead of a 13 to hit, uh, which is up in this corner, you can see, it would be a 14. And if you get a, if you go and invest in better armor, then you can up that even further. But any time that you're wearing armor, uh, you'd be harder to hit. Uh, the, th the third style is dueling. Whenever you are wielding a melee weapon in one hand that does and no other weapons, you gain a plus two bonus to damage rolls with that weapon. So if you've if you've got a sword and shield, if you've got your short sword and nothing else in the other hand, or if you've got a short sword and a shield, or if you've got a mace and whatever, as long as you're not dual wielding two weapons, you get a plus one a plus two to damage rolls with that weapon. So instead of so you'd still get a plus four to hit with your short sword, but you'd be doing one d six plus four instead of one d six plus two. And then the last row, the last uh, style is two weapon fighting. When you engage in two weapon fighting, you can add your ability modifier to the damage of the second attack. So normally, and you'll notice this if you've watched the l most recent episode of uh, Viva the Dirt League D and D. Um, normally, when you're when you're dual wielding, if you like Ben's character Bob, uh, he's got a short sword and a dagger. And so, as his main attack, he attacks with his short sword and does one d six plus whatever his dexterity modifier is. And then as his bonus action, he attacks with his short sword, uh, his dagger. Um, and with his dagger, he only gets to add the 1d4. He doesn't get his dexterity modifier as well because it's your left hand, you're not as good with it kind of thing. Um, but if you take that fighting style, you're just as good with both hands and you get to attack with both for sure. All right, so those are your four options. Uh, you need to decide in a new poll. I added one on Cloudbot before, but I didn't. I tried doing Cloudbot and it didn't work, so I'm going to have to make it as a poll in here. Fighting style. So you just bear with me while I write them out. So the first one was archery, a plus two to any archery attacks. Uh, the next one was defense, which was a plus one to your AC. Uh, the next one was dueling, which is a plus two to, a plus two to damage rolls with a single weapon single-handed weapon and the last one was two weapon fighting uh, which is you get to do more damage with your second attack if you if you're dual wielding weapons you got two minutes to decide there's your poll so talk amongst yourselves and vote so obviously right now we're not doing two weapon fighting because we've only got a short sword and a mace that was part of what we got when we were when we created the character but if we wanted to go that route we could definitely especially with the money we've just bought, we could buy a nice dagger or two short swords or something, and we can have two short sword attacks. 
Um, we could we could buy any other as long as the two weapons that we have have the light property. Um, you can have both. You can have both of them and attack with both. Actually, makes the most sense to keep apes away from being in close combat. Yeah, it could be. Marie, I picked two weapon for my one shot character who's a fighter, so I get a second attack as a bonus action. Yes, as long as you as long as you have uh, both weapons being the having the light property. Let me read you out which which weapons they are. Um, small weapons, effectively. So some of the some of the weapons that have the light property are clubs, daggers, uh, hand axes, light hammers, sickles, which are like curved, almost like handheld scythes. Um, and scimitars and short swords, and that's it. So as long as you have two of those in any combination, then yes, when you make an attack with one, you can take a bonus attack with the other. On the bow, 150 slash 600 means if they are within 150 feet, you get to attack without uh, any any detriment. If they're between 150 and 600 feet, you attack with disadvantage because they're getting a little bit too far away for you. And if they're any further than 600 feet, you can't even hit them at all. Range attacks avoid confrontation. Yep, could be. All right, Archery wins with 56% of the vote. Let's have a look at the others. How do I look at the rest of it? Ooh, not even close. Defense had only four votes. Dueling had four. Two-weapon fighting had three. Uh, Archery had 14. So it's pretty clear, pretty clear uh, majority. I think Archery, so that's what we're going to have. So um, as we level up, our Archery style gets even better. And now in order to hit, we can add six to the roll. Uh, archery style and now for the difficult part this is the most difficult part to to make a decision on but you guys get to decide what spells does apis know so i've put together a survey monkey survey and what you're going to do is you're going to go across to this survey uh once i find it i had to close the whole thing down when i first started the stream and i was having all those tech problems so now i need to go back up and find it again Where are my surveys? There it is. Spells for Apis at level two. Give me one second to find it. Find the web link. Here it is. Copy this web link into here. All right. So what you're going to do is you've got 17 spells to choose from. You only get to pick two of them. So what you're going to do is you're going to pick all the spells on this list that you would be equally happy with. If you if you adamantly want cure wounds, then pick cure wounds and only pick things that you are equally happy with as cure wounds. Uh, no, there's. I'm afraid this is how it rolls, Marie. Only the people that are in the chat get the chance to do so. This is this is just how Twitch Tales is going to roll. I'm going to try and I'm going to try and make sure that the level ups happen at alternate times so that the other guys get to decide. But, I mean, when we were creating the character in the first place, it was only the people in the chat that got to decide what the character was going to be. And so this is that's just how, how the cookie crumbles. Um, so you're going you're gonna to pick, pick all of the spells that you are equally happy with uh, deciding. And the ones that are, the ones that come out top, I'm going to pick the top two 
maybe I'll pick the top five and do another poll if I really if it's close. But if it's obvious, if it's pretty clear uh, distinction between any of them, I'll just pick from that point. All right, so here is the survey. Uh, I'll give you guys like I'll give you till twenty past at my. Uh, oh, I was going to say twenty past my time, but it's twenty past all times, isn't it? I'll give you six minutes. So you got to click on that survey that I've just posted. Um, if you don't know what the spells do, then you can. Here's another. Here's another link. I'll give you a link here. I can take you back to the main page here. There we go. Uh, I'll give you another link that you can use for looking up what the spells do. It's a very good page for spells. Ranger. Copy. Here's a link for the spells. In fact, I could show you what some of the spells do. Uh, damn it, wrong one. What's happening? So you can see that these are the spells that you're choosing from. Uh, if you want to know what any of them do, like Zephyr Strike, for instance, you can see this. Um, it says that it's a, a bonus action to cast it. It's, you cast it on yourself only. It only it only requires your vocal components, so you can still cast it if your hands are bound or anything like that. It takes your concentration, so it only lasts as long as you can concentrate, up to a minute. You move like the wind. Until the spell ends, your movement doesn't provoke opportunity attacks. Once before the spell ends, you can give yourself advantage with one weapon attack roll on your turn. That attack deals an extra force damage on a hit, and whether you deal or hit, whether you hit or miss, your walking speed increases by 30 feet until the end of that turn. So, if, for instance, you were in a situation like the um, like the wolf attacking, you could turn round as a bonus action, cast Zephyr Strike on yourself, as a main action attack, and then and then gap it, uh, and your walking your walking speed would be 55 instead of 25 to be able to make an attack and and run at the same time, kind of thing. And your movement wouldn't uh, wouldn't provoke the opportunity attack. Hail of Thorns pairs wonderfully with archery. It does. Hail of Thorns is a good archery spell. Let me show everybody what Hail of Thorns does. I wish I knew how to move this screen around. Ah, oh, I probably do, but it's going to ruin everything if I do it, so I'm not going to. Hail of Thorns is another bonus action to cast. You cast it on yourself. It's a vocal component only spell, so you can do so with your hands full of um, bow and arrow. You don't need to cast anything. With, you don't need to do silly hand movements. Concentration up to a minute, just like the last one. And it says, the next time you hit a creature with a ranged weapon attack before this spell ends, the spell creates a rain of thorns that sprout from your ranged weapon or ammunition. In addition to the normal effects of the attack, the attack, the target of the attack and each creature within five feet of it must make a dexterity saving throw, taking 1d10 piercing damage on a failed save or half as much on a success. So you, you fire an arrow and in the middle of the air it splits into a bunch of different thorns and just peppers them with uh, a big shower of thorns. Cure Wounds is good. Zephyr Strike is good. Yep. Useful for both avoiding a fight and doing better when re-attacking. Yep. Cloud. Thorns too. Yeah, Cloud. What's the Cloud? Oh, Fog Cloud. Yeah, Fog Cloud. Uh, that's, a good, that's good for just creating a big cloud of fog, which creates a um, heavily obscured area. The area is heavily obscured, meaning meaning you can hide within it, or you can blind your enemy and run away, or whatever. Fog cloud can be useful. Um, 
absorb elements can be good. They're all good. They're all good. When's our next spells? What level? Rangers get to pick another spell next level at level three. They pick three. They, they've got three spells at level three, uh, four at level five, five at level seven. So it goes up every two levels, it seems. Yeah, yeah, it's every two levels all the way. You get to pick. You get to pick one more spell every every two levels. Um, oh god, I only had one headphone on. Another thing to keep in mind as well. I don't know if it'll affect your choices at all. Um, probably not. But uh, every level that you do level up and take an, every level that you level up, you can choose one of the spells that you do know and replace it with a different one in case you haven't used it. So, like, if you pick Cure Wounds and Zephyr Strike, and it do, it turns out that for the next entire level you don't use Zephyr Strike at all, and you think it's not going to come in useful, you can always swap it out for one of the other ones at the next level. Have a good night. Just wanted to show my sister how I scare you, <laughs> so that your sister can do it as well. <laughs> Outrageous! All right, I think you've had long enough now. That's uh, that's been uh, six minutes of survey so let me pop into here and analyze the results let's have a little look Ooh, all right so uh you can't see that can you you can man can i do this in a way that you can see it if i zoom in maybe or if i do if i move this over here now that's going to change that i don't know why that's changing it uh, maybe if I just zoom in. Ah, oh, man, that's moving the whole thing. Exports, get rid of that. I don't want you. Close out. I don't want... Get out of the way. All right, you guys can't see this apparently, and I can't work out how to do it. Um, but what I'm... Oh, I, I know what I can do. Um... Never mind. I will. I will. All right. Cure wounds has got eighty percent of the vote. So out of eighty percent of people that have voted for it, um, it, so out of everybody who voted for uh, who voted for anything, eighty percent of you chose cure wounds. So cure wounds is definitely one of the options. Cure wounds. It makes sense to have a a healing spell when you get into such dire situations. It's good. It's a good idea. The next highest is a bit of a toss-up, so I will I will redo the spell. I will remove all of the ones that got no no votes or only a couple of the votes, um, and then I will redo this redo the survey. So to give you some examples, uh, forty three percent of people voted for Zephyr Strike, forty three percent of people voted for Hail of Thorns, Hail of Thorns, so they come in joint second. Uh, third, thirty seven percent of people went with Speak with Animals. And fourth, 27% uh, of people uh, came came in with Animal Friendship and Hunter's Mac. So it went Cure Wounds way out and ahead. Uh, Hail of Thorns and Zephyr Strike in joint second. Speak with Animals uh, in third. It, well, in fourth. Uh, animal Friendship and Hunter's Mac in fifth and sixth. Uh, joint fifth, rather. And then the rest of them kind of scattered amongst that. So I think I'll just keep those ones and I'll do it again. 
uh, I'll do a poll. And in that case, I can do it on here, which will be much quicker. So we've got Cure Wounds. That one is locked in. Second spell, question mark. Is it going to be? Is it going to be Hail? Hail of Thorns. Ah. Hail of Thorns. Zephyr Strike. Speak with animals, which, remember, we, we, we do speak Sylvan, and so animals do tend to tend to, remember, uh, to recognize what we're saying anyway. Speak with animals is still not useless because it can give them the opportunity to speak back to us. Um, but we already have we already have some communication with animals. Uh, and then hunter's mark and animal friendship. Hunter's mark and animal friendship. So animal friendship, let me read you out what that does, um, because that would have been a very useful spell to have cast in that last fight. This spell lets you convince a beast that you mean it no harm. Convince, uh, choose a beast that you can see within range. It must be able to see and hear you. If the beast's intelligence is 4 or higher, the spell fails. Otherwise, the beast must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be charmed by you for the spell's duration. If you harm the target, the spell ends. So you would have turned around and cast, uh, cast um, Animal Friendship on the wolf. If the wolf failed its wisdom saving throw, it would be charmed by you and it would therefore see you as an ally immediately. And then you'd be able to say, hey wolf, we're cool. And you wouldn't have needed to roll uh, animal um, animal handling at all. You would have just instantly uh, been friends with the wolf and it lasts for 24 hours. So that's what animal friendship does. It's very niche because it only works on beasts in certain circumstances like that one, but it would have been perfect for that, for that example. When it's useful, it's really useful. Um, and when it's not, it's completely worthless. So there you go. Um, so where the hell was I? Get back to my page. Here we go. So the five runners up were Hail of Thorns, Zephyr Strike, Speak with Animals, Hunter's Mark, and Animal Friendship. I'm going to give you, because it's a more important decision, I'm going to give you five minutes to decide amongst yourselves. I'm going to start the poll now. You've got five minutes to vote for which one is, is going to be the second spell. You've got Cure Wounds. Which one of those five is going to be the second spell that we take? Zephyr Strike's pretty good, yes. It's not the lazy second place tied, that's fair, yeah. Animal friendship's better than speak with animals. Yeah, in my opinion, animal friendship would be better than speak with animals because you already speak Sylvan. And in my world, Sylvan is, is an animal language. Not really an animal language per se, but you know what I mean. Um, speak with animals. Just to give you all of the idea of what speak with animals does as well. It's a div divination spell. It takes an action to cast. Uh, it lasts for 10 minutes. It doesn't require concentration. You gain the ability to comprehend and verbally communicate with beasts for the duration. The knowledge and awareness of many beasts is limited by their intelligence, but at a minimum, beasts can give you information about nearby locations and monsters, including whatever they can perceive or have perceived within the last day. You might be able to persuade a beast to perform a small favour you, for you at the DM's discretion. So it doesn't charge, charm them, it doesn't give, give, them, um, give you any power over them, 
but it does allow you to speak to them and work out what's going on, which when you're walking through a forest can be very useful. Like you just catch a squirrel and say, hey, where's the goblin camp? And they tell you exactly where the goblin camp is. How many are there? Oh, there's uh, there's 12 of them. The squirrels would have been able to tell you pretty much exactly what the what the situation was before you went in. So again, circumstantial could have been very useful. Um, you would have definitely been able to learn all about the goblin camp and who lived there and how many goblins there were and how many wolves and all of that stuff before even going into the goblin camp if you'd have found an animal that could tell you all of that stuff. Hail of Thorns I've already read out. Oh, Hunter's Mark. I haven't read you Hunter's Mark, so let me do that as well. Hunter's Mark is a bonus action to cast. It's a range of 90 feet, a vocal component only, concentration up to an hour. You choose a creature you can see within range and mystically mark it as your quarry. Until the spell ends, you deal an extra d6 damage to the target whenever you hit it with a weapon attack, and you have advantage on any perception check or survival check made to find it. If the target drops to one, uh, zero hit points before the spell ends, you can use your bonus action to mark a new creature. So you go, you! I'm going to kill you! And you mark it with Hunter's Mark. And then any time you hit it with your bow and arrow or a mace attack or anything, it just takes more damage. So it goes down faster. And if it tries to run away and flee, you can track it. You can work out where it is. Um, and, uh, and if it dies, you can go, now you, you're going to die next. That's that. And when you start to get higher level spell slots, um, you can increase your concentration on it for longer than just an hour. All right, so time is, let's have a look. So you've got another minute or two, I think, left of the poll. If you haven't decided, decide now. It seems like animal friendship and speak with animals are not gonna make it. They are not getting a lot of the votes here. It's kind of, Zephyr Strike out ahead, but with Hail of Thorns and Hunter's Mark kind of coming up in joint second. So if you want Hail of Thorns or Hunter's Mark, be sure to go in there and vote for it now, otherwise it's going to be Zephyr Strike that gets it. We're going to get Cure Wounds and Zephyr Strike at this rate. You've got a minute or so to uh, to get in there and vote for the one that you want. Or to convince the people in chat to change their vote from Zephyr Strike if that's not one you want. Twitch Tales recap time. Thank you, Nightbot. I don't think it's necessary at this stage because I don't think anybody's just joining now. And we're not exactly making character decisions, so you don't really need the recap. Zephyr being able to get him out of a sticky situation. Get them out of a sticky situation. Yep. Zephyr seems best at early levels. Yep, can be pretty good. Whoever voted for Animal Friendship or Speak With Animals, if you want to go in and change your vote now, because those things are definitely not going to win. I think Hail of Thorns should definitely be our next choice, though. It sounds awesome. It can do a lot of damage, yeah. All right, that's the end. Uh, Zephyr Strike wins with 14 or 47% of the vote, so not quite a majority, but almost half of everybody who voted voted for Zephyr Strike, so there it is. Can you change your vote? I don't know how. I thought you could, but maybe not. I think you can't change vote anymore. Oh, is that not a thing you can do anymore? I'm pretty sure I did early on, but maybe that's the thing they changed. All right, Zephyr Strike it is. So Cure Wounds and Zephyr Strike are the two that we are going to learn for second level. 
And that, my friends, is where we're going to leave it, because that is that is Apis Hive all leveled up. That's all for this episode of Twitch Tales, but if you want to be there to actually join in on the decision making, head over to twitch.tv forward slash roberthartleygm and click the little love heart to follow the channel. It's free to do, and it notifies you when I go live, so you can tune in to join the fun. I'll see you there.